Welcome back to episode 16 of the Block Runner podcast, where we stay up to date with crypto. As always, let's go over the topics we'll be discussing today. First, are we going to see an $8,000 Bitcoin again? Next, is greed the source of all Binance Launchpad tokens? Then we explain what MakerDAO is and how it works. And finally, we get into tokenizing real-world assets and what's the real value in gold. I hope you enjoy. Let's listen in. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 16 of the Block Runner podcast. I am your host, William, and as always, I'm here with Iman. What's up? So today, we're uh, looking at the Bitcoin charts, and so far, we're seeing a very close to $12,000 Bitcoin price. And we believe that it's another uh, resistance level is going to be around 12100 and and it's so far, um, it's getting close to that point, but it's not going past it. Hold on, zoom out so I can see like the whole big picture. Yeah, so we're looking at the hourly chart. Let's do daily. Whoa, so that's clearly a breakout. This is what I was saying. Yep. You know, uh, I think last time we were on here, we are I don't know, if we, was that on the podcast where I said I was, I was waiting for AK? No, that wasn't on the podcast. Like, I drew my own little fucking fancy meme lines like yeah. going back to 2015. Yep. I think we talked about that once. In 2015, remember after the accumulation phase of 2015, um, there was like a sharp parabolic run-up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then a correction and leading up to the halving of 2016. Mm -hmm. And then a slow uptrend. So, <clears throat> I went, so if we're, what's the word? Stipulating, I don't know. If we're, if we're trying to connect the dots with like what's happening now is the same, not same, but like similar. Yeah, trying to compare cycles. Yeah, it's, it's what is that, that post-accumulation phase of 2015 is apparently what we're doing here in 2019. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking there should be like a 40% correction from this 14,000 peak because that's what happened in 2015. There was a 40% correction after that's that right. par parabolic run-up. That's right. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Well, I'm not so sure. I think uh, this could be a fake out. And I think I don't know. that was pretty convincing green candle, dude. That's fucking fat. It is. It's it's it'll be super fat once it goes past fourteen thousand, though. Well, at that but point, it's like yeah, it's just all steams ahead, right? It's just running training all over again. This Bitcoin thing. Yeah, and if I were to predict, I, I still do think that we're going closer to thirty five percent drop from from this year's all time high of fourteen thousand. And so, if thirty five percent from there is closer to in the high. 800 8000s. Mm -hmm. So that's that's where I think it's going to go. I I'm kind of hoping it goes there so we can kind of, you know, get bigger bags, but <laughs> I it's not so much hopium than it is prob probability that what? That it's going to go down to closer to 9000 from here? Yeah. Uh dude, I I'm telling you if, if it breaks down again and we we head to these 9 8000 levels, I think capitulation will set in. You think so? I think so. Because look at the weekly chart now. now we're going to make comparisons again. Let's think about it from like a psychological perspective. Damn, you got so much shit on your fucking yeah. charts, dude. <laughs> Let's scroll out so we can see this and 2017 together. Yeah. Let that me uh, fucking weird. Let me delete this. <sighs> Hold on. Let's really scroll out, though, so we can see like the. Yeah, just keep doing that. Um, Man, that's hard. That's hard to call. Okay. I'm thinking we're going to see at least another month or two of like sideways trading closer to not eight to eleven thousand dollars. Yeah, because now that I see this, like really zoomed out, that sell off doesn't look that bad. Yeah, it doesn't. 
Like 2017 looked way worse. That was a yeah. really big. Okay, so it went from 20K to what? Like Yeah, what is that? That's the bottom of that first red candle. Then the sell-off happened at tw- like, uh, the end of 2017, early 2018. It dropped from 20,000 all the way down to. All, all the way to the wick, right? Yeah, at the bottom of that wick. 44% in uh, two weeks. Was that two weeks? Yeah, that's two bars right there. That's 14 days. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, hmm. Now, obviously, we're not seeing that kind of action at 14,000, but we didn't expect it to be that kind of action. We'll we'll expect this kind of action when it gets to 20,000 and then when it gets above 20,000. Uh, what are you talking about? Like a uh, 44% uh, retracement in in two weeks. <clears throat> but see, on the chart, it shows two weeks. But really, that, that red wick happened like within an hour. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? That's true. Like the, the whatever, I, It happened within an hour, but for the rest of that week, it was generally going down. Yeah, because um, the the third the following week after that the third week it still went down. Well, I guess <clears throat> no, like it it dumped all the way down to like eleven k almost instantly. It was like a flash crash, you know. Because think about what happened whenever we hit fourteen k, and then the the well took its profits. It collapsed. You you remember how fast that was? That was like five minutes. It took five minutes from fourteen k to like nine k or how however yeah. low it went. That's true. It was like ten k or something. I'm not sure. <clears throat> but yeah, here's and it's this? hard to tell. Okay, so psychologically, okay, so we know a few things. We know there was no retail mania that's that caused this last uh, parabolic uptrend, right? Right. And then last time we were on here, we were talking about like these parabolic uptrends. They look like something that's unnatural, but if we're gonna reach that target that we've already agreed upon mm-hmm. amongst ourselves, yeah, the 200, 250,000 by twenty twenty one, this is like normal shit. Like these, these oh, yeah. ups and downs, they're just gonna keep on happening. Yeah, the next two a thirty percent retracement is is a good thing as long as it goes up from there. Yeah, exactly right. So that's what it's looking like right now. It looks yeah. like a nice, healthy thirty percent correction. Right. Everybody was screaming, like, freaking out, like, bloodbath this, bloodbath that. But I don't think it was really that bad. No, it wasn't. <laughs> you know? This no, so like- so we're zooming in at the uh, $20,000 price here. And it took, it looks like it took three, four, five days for it to go all the way down to 11000 What is this? This is at $20,000. Oh, Okay. So it wasn't a flash mm. crash like within the hour. It was more like a flash crash within the week. That's interesting. I'm trying to rem- trying to like have flashbacks to this moment. Um, yeah, day after day we thought, well, this is a healthy correction. It's going to go up from here. Yeah. Hmm. And then like the dump just got more and more severe. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm just because. I'm I'm remembering like the the cell activity was through the roof in 2017. Yeah, and think about this: it goes down 47 percent within five days, Mm -hmm. and then the next day, a couple days later, it goes back up to fifteen thousand. I mean, if anything reaches fifty percent losses within five days, that's a cell trigger. Yeah, exactly right. Because I mean. It's easy to say now. Nobody at the time really knew like that that, that was the oh, no. signal for like a, the bear market ahead. Yeah, like, agree. A year and a half, like just straight terrible market, right? Yeah. 
But that was it. That, that sell-off right there, those were like the whales checking out. Yeah. You know, the yeah. biggest of whales, like, taking profits from that 2017 mega run-up from 1,000 to 20,000, right? They, yep. they're, they're out. Yep. And it sparked the beginning of the bear cycle. And the thing to know here is that you don't have a lot of time to react, right? You have five days to actually pull the trigger and, and sell your, your bag. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, again, th- that's right after, like, a... a months of euphoria right everybody just everybody's used to the idea that bitcoin is just on its way up yeah i mean look at this there was a, a point where it went to uh almost five thousand dollars and then it goes down to three thousand yeah that was bitcoin cash yeah that's why that happened what happened there with bitcoin cash you don't remember just it was like the flipping type oh. thing like miners were threatening to switch over to bitcoin cash and yeah it was supposed to be like Bitcoin Cash is a true Bitcoin. It was the Civil War. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that big green candle was uh, Mike Novogratz. Yeah, that's right. My friends. Um, but yeah, since that point, it was just on like a nonstop bullish run, right? So that's what I'm worried about right now. How how many months is that? That's like three September months. September to December. That's like three months. What's been happening the last three months? Bitcoin just done nothing but go up, right? Yeah, yeah. So was that sell-off we saw last week from 14K nah. to 9K, was that the start of another bear cycle? No, no, that's not true. I, I disagree with that kind of prediction because this is the this is six months after the happening. So you're, you're 100% on this happening. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. It's, you, you don't think there's any this chance. This is clockwork, dude. Yeah, you don't think there's any chance like that that can fail? No, absolutely not. You don't think so? Hell no. It's economics, especially for the miners. Uh-huh. Think about it. If you're mining half as many Bitcoins as you were yesterday, mm-hmm. the price has to go up. But that, I think what's different this time around is the psychology, the market. Psych- the market is more educated and informed of so what these happening. So think. what you're saying is the price is already adjusted to that. Yeah, I think no, so. I don't think so at all. I think that's what that's partly of what started because we've talked about this. Like, what is what took what caused Bitcoin to go from 3k to 14k in three months? And then part of it was the awareness of this happening is coming. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then there's... But not only that, it's, it's if you go back and look at the previous cycle, that's around this time was the accumulation cycle. I agree. I mean, it was exactly like clockwork. Now, it, the only difference is... It took off, though. It took off it sooner than expected. It, it took off sooner than expected. Because of this awareness, like yeah. we said. But yeah. in the previous cycle, so So we, could, we can awareness. expect the next time it goes to an all-time high, like $20,000, let's say this time is $100,000. If $20,000 happened in December of 2017, Mm -hmm. $100,000 happens maybe October of 2021, not December. Yeah, it's true. That's that's what we're dealing with here is people that are too smart, they're like, okay, I'm going to get out in October, not in December when everybody else is going to get out. Everyone's expecting like a history to repeat, right? The December crash. Yeah. You know, everyone's getting ready for tax return season and shit. You're taking their profits. Yeah. That's what everybody said. He's like- uh, That's not true. I mean- if if you take your profits before December 31st, you have to pay taxes on that. Yeah. So you want to take the profits January 1st so you have a year to pay taxes on on that. Yeah. Isn't that what happened? Mm-mm. Bitcoin crash in, in December. December? Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. December. Well. See, but that, that has no bearing on the price on when to sell because people are selling way before that. But, you know, people will speculate that. Though. They'll, they'll think... You know. Oh yeah, but the United States—it's a big market, but it's not it's a worldwide market. It's true, we're not the only ones involved in this. Yeah, a lot of more people are from uh, Asia, I think. Yeah, yeah, right. 
no, I, like, like Korea, China, all yeah, those absolutely. So I don't know, like. <laughs> this is just how I am, man. I'm, I like to play devil's advocate. <laughs> Be a little pessimistic, right? Like, yeah. Like, it's still just mind blowing to me. Like, if we're right, if if our projections are correct, we're gonna see that that bull bull market peak end of 2021 or beginning of 2022, whatever. And we're sitting around 200, 250 thousand Bitcoin. Then this is just normal shit. And then, so yeah. when the fuck are alts ever going to have a chance to come out then? <laughs> like if this is like a normal pace. Well, when Okay, let me ask you a question. When did the alts burst in uh, 2017? Burst? Like when all of them bursted again. Yeah, yeah it was um, after Bitcoin popped. After, exactly. So, but okay. but you said if you'd put in $100 in Ethereum in 2015, you would have roughly $20,000. Something like that. So that doesn't mean just because alts pop after Bitcoin like goes down... That doesn't mean you shouldn't be investing in altcoin. Yeah, because uh, you know the 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 volume. I mean, the value of these altcoins will still go up as Bitcoin goes. Oh, up. for sure. Just just because of the peg to Bitcoin. Yeah, absolutely. But and you'll be. Able, I mean, we're seeing some coins. Uh, there's some outliers out there that have like these monumental run ups. Yeah, twenty percent, twenty to thirty percent, which is huge. No, like 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 all these Binance tokens, they all go oh, up yeah. like three, four, five, six hundred percent. And there's one launching tonight. That's right. <laughs> but I mean, have you looked anybody into listening it? to this doesn't matter. It's gonna be too late. Yeah, it's called. Oh, I already forgot. Uh, and. And, no, not Enron. Elrond. <laughs> Elrond. <laughs> Elrond. Yeah. It's called Elrond. What the fuck? Uh, to me, is this, I don't know. I haven't literally looked into it, but the, the thing that interests me is it's a Binance Launchpad token. I blogged about this. It, and again, without knowing, Binance set up another trading competition for the launch of this token. Yep. Last time this happened was Harmony. Well, you know well, why they're doing that trading competition, right? To pump volume into it? Well, no, that's because they own coins of it. Huh? Binance owns some of yeah, Elrond of course, coins. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. That's why they're doing an, a, uh, an IEO, an initial mm-hmm. exchange offering. Yeah. Because they give some of the coins to the exchange. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, of course, if they can do some some pumps. Yeah, I, I know. You know? Yeah, I totally agree. They're artificially pumping this yeah. thing. Yeah, And that's why I think it's, it's a no-brainer. The conditions of the market have to be right because Harmony didn't do. But there's some stipulations, so there's some caveats to that. So they get some coins of their Launchpad tokens. Uh-huh. Uh, Binance takes some of those coins, but they also sign agreements not to sell any of those coins, like let's say 12 months from now. And so there's little incentive for them to pump other than to create, you know, some, some. The incentive is the, yeah, the incentive is they want their tokens to perform well so that they attract more, you know, Tokens, more projects to their platform because True. they 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 profit overall. The better these things do, um, I mean, it's pumping more volume into the exchange overall, so they're getting more fees. Obviously. Yeah, and it's just it's all about branding. You know, they're trying to create like a brand of success. Binance, you know, you you come through us, like you're gonna have a successful launch. True. True. You know what I mean? I would go to them if I had a coin to show. Everybody wants to, right? Because yeah. it's the number one platform. Why wouldn't you want to go through Binance? Yeah, I agree. Know? So they're using their power to their advantage. And I mean, is that right or wrong? I think that's wrong, personally. But it's knowing this, <laughs> there's you can easily take advantage of this, you know, as a trader. Yeah, and, and speculator. I don't. I don't think they're doing anything illegal here, uh, per se. That's definitely illegal, dude. You can't do that. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, yeah, 
Dude, like um, but there look tons of companies IPO like every week, right? And in, in the traditional yeah, stock market, but there's no artificial volume because well, they can't do it because it's illegal. It's regulated. This is like totally. This is partly the reason why they're forced to stop trading, allow trading to the United States customers. Yeah, but what I'm trying to get to is what's Binance incentive to shill these tokens in in a uh, in like this this gambling kind of way. Like, what's the point? If if Binance can't sell the coin up for another twelve months, then what's what's the point? It's not just that. Well, you also have to hold BNB in your fucking account in order to, yeah. to do these trades. So the value of their if people are holding BNB, yeah, then it creates more worth, and therefore there's less sell pressure. There's yeah. more buy pressure. So the price of their BNB is going up. That's true. That's true. You know, so that's good for them. And like I said, it's just it's just a general. Like I said, they want to be known as that fucking that crypto mecca. I don't know yeah. how else to say it. You know what I mean? It's just I don't I don't think it's good <laughs> overall. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in some markets like the United States is definitely illegal. Yeah. But other than that, it's subjective. It's whatever people think is illegal and they agree it's to true. it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's true. Like, well, like they're not doing anything like internationally illegal. They're not uh they're not laundering money, so to speak. Well, they'd be a criminal organization, like yeah. well, maybe some criminal organization, you know, using Binance to launder money, but Binance themselves is not laundering money. No. And there's no incentive for as them to do so. As far as we know. As yeah. far as we know. And you know, I can I can be confident with that statement because if you were C Z, why in the hell would you launder money? You you're print you're basically printing money at Binance. Yeah, he's making a shit ton of money, but what happens to people who make money? They get greedy, dude. Nah, dude. Yes, they do. Dude, people like Zuckerberg, Elon, CZ, those guys, they're they don't they don't need to be greedy. They already have a lot of money. Like what what's more money gonna do? Makes them more powerful. You know, you think Facebook just stopped? No, they just kept on going and going and going and going. That's because the incentives are there. Like Facebook is not gonna stop because they have money. And when you have money, you buy Oculus. You Instagram, get into Libra, WhatsApp, Instagram, WhatsApp, everything. You, of course, you try and control and dominate. It's like human nature, man. It's it's not it's not so much human nature as the incentive structure is there to do that. Yeah, I mean, if you have the resources and yeah, of course, you're gonna want to branch out. Exactly. But like, this and is they're diversifying. I mean, chat apps, Instagram, Oculus. What is what is Facebook doing with Oculus? It's a whole new uh, sector. That well, that's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and again, they're going into the financial market, uh-huh. and that's another diversification. If yeah. s- something hits the fan with some regulation, which kind of is like social networking. I think like their Facebook app is like nobody uses that shit anymore. Yeah. I feel like agreed. That's old news, Facebook. But they did the smart move by branching out. That's something yeah. like MySpace didn't. Do. Absolutely. That's why they got Absolutely. crushed. Or something like, I don't know, fucking Blockbuster didn't do. They could have branched out and had their own Blockbuster right. online, right? I think yeah, Netflix didn't. They offered something to them, like a partnership like $40 or million dollars or something. Yeah. Oh, and then, like, Blockbuster laughed at them or something. Like, yeah. ha-ha, you guys are never going to be successful. Like, fuck you guys, right? Right. And then, like, fast forward 10, 15 years, Blockbuster is gone. Decimated. Yeah. So they could have diversified. I, I agree with those principles, but I'm just saying. I, I just think it doesn't come from a source of evil more so <laughs> than a source of incentive. I don't think. Okay. Evil. Evil. No, dude. It's not evil. No, it's not evil. Because they're not, they're not hurting anybody per se. It's just, it's more of just, is it, 
it's not greed. Greed is evil, right? I don't think so. I don't think greed is evil, is it? No, I mean it's not a good. It's not a good thing. When is greed ever a good thing? What is greed? Okay, let's define greed. We it's might have- it's overreaching, essentially. Yeah, it's 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 like it's like winning the lottery. Uh, let's say ten million dollars and being sad that it's not a hundred million. Let's look up the definition of greed, just for some reason. Yeah, like this is like. <clears throat> I feel like it's something we're all guilty of being greedy. You know. Well, there, definitely in the crypto There is market. a human component to greed, right? There's like a yeah, it's selfish. Okay, intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth, power, or food. Intense and selfish desire. Okay, is that evil? If anything, that's that's when is in this a way ever good. Greedy, it, well, it's good in like a in a biological perspective. It's good to be greedy, right? Well, because you survive like, and the others die. Yeah, if you ever read that survival that Richard Dawkins book or uh, the selfish gene, that's kind of yeah. like how our genetics are programmed yeah, yeah. to be greedy, right? Yeah, so, that's how you survive essentially. Yeah, when there's scarcity, you be greedy. But there is no scarcity. It's more like no. in today's world, if you're greedy, you're just greedy for the sake of abundance. Like you want more power. You want to accumulate more wealth. You want to have. Yeah, but you, you know, understand what I'm saying. It's like, although that, that is a component that does exist. Yeah. But, I, but I you, you originally said this, like, why would CZ be greedy, yeah. essentially? Yeah. Because he already has, he's already making a billion dollars a year with two Binance. Right. So that's what you think. You're like, why? What? What? Yeah. What like, what's what's the incentive to be more greedy? Like to do. Well, let me restate that. What's the incentive to do illegal things to get more money? Well, it's not necessarily illegal, but like uh, it's a gray area right now in the crypto market. Which, uh, if you were CZ, you would take advantage of the gray area. Everybody does. That's part of the game that we're playing. It's true. It's the wild west. It, it's like when we uh, launched this Decentraland game. Maybe people get so addicted that they spend the you know ten thousand dollars jumping See, in the you- game. Like and so like that's not our pro that's not our problem. So maybe we should make some gambling games then. <laughs> well, see now now it's less of a gray area there. That's well, the thing because it's Decentraland though. There's no regulation imposed on Decentraland. Yeah, but we're we're still on planet Earth. We're still in the United. But d- d- no, not no. Decentraland is not a United States entity. Well, I, technically no, but. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. Why not, dude? We're it's 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 just incorporate like in the Caymans or something, and then all of a sudden you're fine, you know? Yeah, right. Cause but I think if you're operating, you have to have at least one server in the Cayman Islands in order to actually yeah. be headquartered in in the Cayman Islands. What's so bad about that? We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> if you make some really highly addictive gambling um, games on Decentraland. It's a gray area, right? CZ yeah. did it. <laughs> he took advantage of the unregulated space, right? Why can't we? No, I mean, yeah, if it's within the rules of the game, like yeah. legal rules, and yeah, I guess we could do that. Yeah, but you, you're just a little. I'm hesitant only because I, I just don't know the legal, the legalities to everything. I agree. You know, that's that's if we had a partner that was, uh, you know, in a law firm, then that'd be different. But then again, we have to depend on this guy to, you know, guide our moves. And it might not be worth the fucking hassle, you know. Like, it might not be. Yeah. Like you'll you'll probably make more money if you develop some type of gambling incentive for people to play your game. Yeah. Obviously, because the whole idea of gambling is it's addictive. Yeah, that's right. So you're gonna make more money in the long run, but you're doing harm. There's ethics involved, right? You're doing harm right. as far as like you literally ruin lives. True. For people who get like hooked on your addictive 
I mean, but the video game companies, they're putting out these fucking, uh, what are they called? These, like, loot boxes and shit, loot crates in their games. Yeah. There's kids out there, like, going, yeah. spending all their money, their parents' money and shit. They're getting legit gambling addictions. And do they give a fuck? Hell no. Yeah, there was a gaming company. I think it was Epic Games or one of those that did Fortnite. Yeah. And uh, they went to, I think, uh, like a hearing, like a Congress hearing. Yeah. And one of the congressmen said that some kid spent $75,000 on, like, oh, on gear on Fortnite or something like that. Yeah. Why? Because I, I'm not exactly sure if this is how Fortnite works, but a lot of other games, it's like, there's gear that you want, right? Yeah. Because you, it's very rare. Yeah. But in order to get it, you have to spend five bucks for a box that's like yeah. a mystery box. And you can get trash, or if you're lucky, you can get this awesome gear that you're, yeah. like, dreaming about. So incentivize you just keep on buying and buying and yeah. buying and buying instead of it being like here's this awesome piece of gear it's 1999 yeah which i think fortnite does see, that i'm see, not sure that is gambling of course and a lot of games do this yeah they do but it, they're, because they're getting, they're, they're getting pushback now now they are well i think they ruled in favor of the gaming corporate i'm not sure yeah we'll have to look into it but uh yeah. it, it is it is a form of gambling it's like csgo lotto but they, again, you gotta think of the ethics. But I don't think big corporations like they, they someone don't have like any ethics. someone like CZ. I don't think has ethics. Well, yeah, I agree with that. There's no incentive <laughs> to be ethical. No, because ethical, you lose money when you're ethical, yeah, right? Exactly. That's the problem with capitalism. And then at you're the end competing. Of the day. You're you're competing with companies that are not ethical. Yeah. So that's the general problem. Like capitalism's great. Mm-hmm. Nobody can argue that, except for like these socialists these days. Like they argue that we need to get rid of it, but they don't understand. Well, there's reasons while, while behind they, it. While they tweet this out on their $10,000 <laughs> awesome state-of-the-art smartphone, you yeah. know what I mean? That the reason why we have all this great shit is because of capitalism. But there's a, there's a, there's a side effect. Yeah. Our environment is getting fucked. Yeah. You know? Um, That's the price you pay. Our minds are getting fucked. Yeah. You know? Because of the capitalistic nature. Whenever you create a social networking company, your, your, your goal is to get people as hooked as possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's, that's the literally incentive. the goal. Like they're literally all sitting in a room. <laughs> they're all like, there's like a white chalkboard on the fucking wall. <laughs> How do we get our users more addicted to yep. our fucking platform? You know what I mean? Yep. They spend all day thinking about that. So where's the ethics, Willis? Yeah. <laughs> no, and I agree. So that that company renamed the loot boxes that we were just talking about into surprise mechanics. What? That's the name of it? That's what they call it, of course, to make it seem less <laughs> predatory. Surprise mechanics. Yeah. It's not a bad move. No, it's Surprise not. Mechanics. But it's obviously like a loop. Yeah, I know. It's a gambling mechanic. Surprise mechanic. Su- surprise mechanic. Imagine you're, you're at a at a <laughs> slot machine. Yeah. And those are called surprise mechanics. Surprise mechanic machines. Yeah. Instead of like, what are they called? Uh, slot, uh, slot machines. I don't know. But everybody knows, like when you put the quarter in, you pull a lever. It's it's all luck. It's random. Yeah. You know. Same thing with these boxes. You put yep. five dollars in, you get the box. It's random. And the thing is, they control the randomness, right? They I, have, I wonder if they do. Yeah, they have, they have to. to. Right? They program all this shit. Yeah, they don't want to. I don't know what they want. You know, I'm not part of the companies, but I know it's rampant. It's fucked. <laughs> There's a whole generation of kids who are like hooked on this stuff, dude. For me, it was like it was a hassle to get my parents to pay fifteen bucks a month to play WoW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine like these kids. Well, I, I think they have the credit card already loaded into the application, and then they just, like, it's hit true, by the button. It's true, dude. My freaking little nephew did that for a while. Like, <laughs> like you know, it's my Xbox, right? Yeah. So I had my payment information already programmed to it. Yeah. 
And for the longest time, you just buy all the games you want because they make it so freaking easy. Yeah, yeah. Just like buy, 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 buy. And then there's a game called Roblox. Like they sell, you know, like <laughs> clothes. It's like NFTs. Yeah. But like the but company not owns NFTs, it, but not a real yeah. NFT. Yeah. But it's like three bucks, you get a nice little hat. Another three bucks, you get a nice little shirt. And before I knew it, I looked at my fucking credit card statement. There's like <laughs> 60 bucks they spent in like one day. I was like, God damn. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of the... <laughs> That's part of the incentive in the game to make it as easy as possible to spend your bucks. Have you ever seen that game, Roblox? Uh, I think it's so. essentially like Minecraft. It's Minecraft, right? Yeah, but a little more versatile. I think like you could do more shit in that game. Yeah, yeah. It's very creepy, dude. I swear. Like I've watched my. It's creepy. Why? Because I watched my my niece play once. She's like a little four year old girl. Yeah. And I swear to God, dude, like she will meet like some dude character in the game. She's like a little girl. In, like, three separate instances this happened, like, they'll just, like, fuck around, but, like, the dude will go somewhere, and she'll follow him without a word being spoken, and then he'll, like, trail her to, like, this bedroom, like, in the game. Yeah. And then they'll just be, like, laying on the bed together and shit, like, simulating, like, something. Wow. She doesn't know what she's doing, because she's four. But then I was like, why did this keep on happening? <laughs> so this happened more than one time. No, like, I literally was just, like, on the couch watching her play this game. It happened three times. It's been, like, a two-hour time span. And I was like, with is that characters. like a mechanic in the game or something? No, like it's like an open sandbox. You can do whatever you want. You can oh, dance okay. with each other or what. But like for some reason, these creepy dudes—they're not they kids. Were, dude. They were they're not like, talking. No, but um, but there's been cases like they find out like a lot of these people who play this game are like fifty year old men. <laughs> you know, wow. what I mean? they're preying on kids. Wow. There's I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of dudes they do this like meet like little ki- children and then yeah. maybe they'll say something in game and like hey. Yeah, it's like it's like we had fun together, didn't we? It's like <laughs> we should exchange Facebooks. So, you know, maybe I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know how all these kids get Facebooks these days. But yeah, and then all of a sudden you got like a fucking yeah, a fucking predator. Yeah, dude, it's it's creepy as fuck. Hey, this is Hanson. <laughs> exactly, we need a fucking virtual Gus Hansons in every fucking yeah. Roblox game. <laughs> it that was is so creepy, weird. Dude. It happened three times, man, and like they just why they were predators? They lured her into the bedroom. Oh God. That's scary, dude. It's not like, and it's like a little box character, right? But, yeah. But the the principle is yeah. the weird part. It's like, well, I'm I, sure they're assuming that they're taking a kid into the bedroom. I mean, yeah. who else is playing Roblox? What do you mean? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if if you're a 50 year old man playing that game, obviously you're playing with other kids. Yeah, like I think I I saw some news headlines. Like, there's like a 50 year old dude who got arrested because he was like a predator, and he got some mm. of his victims from that game. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like watching this. I was like, "What? The, what's going on, dude? Either like every four-year-old boy in the world is like super horny, or like yeah. there's some fucking <laughs> predators out there who like figured out a loophole." You know, that's so weird. Like, and like parents have no idea this is happening. You yeah. know, they think it's like because it looks like an innocent game, right? Sure, sure. But Jesus, there's no barrier or entry. Like anybody yeah. can play this shit. So is this game played like uh, on the browser, Xbox, Xbox? Okay, and I think there's probably a browser version. Very popular game, just yeah. like Minecraft, you know? Yeah. But I don't think Minecraft is as social as Roblox, I don't think. Yeah, and there's really nothing you can do. I mean, you can't, like, fucking filter people by their age. Mm-mm. Yeah, right? I, I think you can only, like, teach the child, is like, hey, there's people out there that are not okay it's in Stranger the head. danger, right? Yeah. But it's a lot harder to police yeah. <laughs> in the virtual world, right? And just She's well, surrounded by other little Roblox people. Yeah, but the point would be for her to, like... Start to realize it herself. Yeah. 
you know. But yeah. she's four years old, so. Well, now she's six, but, like, yeah, I saw that, like, a couple of years ago, and I never, <laughs> I've always yeah. thought of it, dude, dude, it's so fucking weird. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't surprise me. I mean, no. it seems like a, an e- like a, uh, a concentrated playground for exactly. kids. Exactly. So, yeah, with no, where else would they with be? With no parental supervision. Yeah. There's no, like, teacher out there, like, making sure, like, some And, and I'm sure they're even communicating via voice in the no, game, I too. I think you can, yeah. Voice, and then you can just send each other little Xbox messages, like, yeah. You know what I mean? That's Very scary, weird. dude. Yeah, dude. If you ever have kids, think about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Enjoy. Anybody out there who does have kids, like, dude. Enjoy that nugget. Check your Roblox messages. Make sure there ain't yeah. no pedos, like, messaging your kids. You know what I mean? Oh, that's, ugh. Creepy world we got there. Yeah. But, yeah, how do we get on this? <laughs> yeah, what what were we talking about? Well, at first we were talking about greed. Oh, like, yeah, greed. Uh, yeah. I don't, yeah, we were talking about. Oh, then loot boxes and yeah. wh- whether they're ethical or not. Yeah. Clearly, there's no incentive to be ethical. If there was, people would be more ethical. There'd be less damage to the planet. And there, there wouldn't be so much, uh, you know, weather effects. Like, for example, in, in Mexico and in Guadalajara, th- that's there crazy, was, dude. There was like <laughs> six feet of like ice slush. Like, yeah, it looked like a tsunami was rolling yeah, through that man, bitch, was, dude. What the hell? It was just ice, dude. It was ice, like melting ice. Yeah, basically. Wow. But it was like. How, destroying dude? like the city, it was crazy. Like, what's happening? Are like the polars shifting or something? I, like, I, the don't, poles? I don't fucking know, man. But it was hot as fuck over here, dude. Yeah, and like it, it's Mexico, usually hot, hotter over there. That's what I'm saying. Cause it's closer to the equator, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. According dude, to what I've been taught when I was in crazy, school, man. it should be hotter there than here. Yeah, but it's like ice. That is so fucking weird. It, it looked like it was freaking December over there. Yeah, like, so what, do, do we just all of a sudden peg this, like, global warming is for real, or is just, like, a freak anomaly, like, with well, nature? Well, global warming is for real. Yeah, I know. But, but like, is, is this, this like, an like, a result of yeah. global warming? I, I would have to assume yes. Like, we, we haven't seen anything like that before. I, maybe I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, that, that too. Like, but could have happened I, in, like, the early 90s, like, nobody had a camera or yeah. something, I don't know. Because <laughs> you got to think about it, the planet. You know, it's been around for, what, billions of years? And, and the planet goes through cycles itself. Exactly. You know, without humans. But yeah. but we're accelerating the cycles. Yeah, it usually takes difference. long time, right? Yeah. For a new cycle to transition. Yeah. But I guess if there's, I could, you know, I haven't, like, gotten too deep. I used to write, like, high school papers on global warming all the time. And my, uh, what I always, always proposed, my little bit of research I did is, like, in order to actually, if global warming is real and we want to, like, have some kind of impact on it, it's got to be something greater than just like oh let's all recycle oh for sure you gotta hit the fucking industries yeah not only yeah totally agree like doing a carbon tax or something where it disincentivizes companies and people to buy you know you know burning fossil fuels carbon carbon, products yeah yeah, any carbon product product. yeah so i mean that's i think that's how you solve the problem is Directing you, you the gotta, incentives. You got to hit it. Like, you can't be like some, it's not like some kind of like a SJW movement. Where yeah, like you can't, to, you just be ethical. Like, <laughs> no. save the planet for the sake of the planet. No, that's not going to work. Or like everybody all of a sudden drives electric cars. I still don't think that's going to. Oh, it's not, that's not, gonna, the, it's it, not the end game for solving the world, no. you know, global warming. You, you have to tackle like, you know, the power plants. Yeah. The, manufacturing companies and all the big the big guys you know yeah and of course they push back because if you do this carbon tax then we're gonna i'm gonna have to cut you know five thousand jobs which is like 20 percent of my my force 
Yeah. So exactly, and then right? then you're screwing people. And then like, people are like, "What about my job yeah, still?" Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they took my job. Who cares about the planet <laughs> if I can't buy f- my family food? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right? Which which is a good argument. However, you know, you gotta work on this. It's such a fucking. Clusterfuck, yeah, it's, it is. Like, because that's literally why Trump got elected. Because, like, that's so, right. so many people are losing their jobs. That's right. And while the, while the left, they're trying to f- fix the planet and right. shit, but like, they're not accounting for the people who don't have work. That's right. That's right. So, then those are the people who, like, you know, they're gonna go out and vote because they need a job. <laughs> so it's like a yeah, damn, dude. If only the parties could like come together. Yes. <laughs> Is that so much to ask? You just negotiate. We so, all want the same thing. We want to prosper and to live in a healthy planet. That's how, it. How did this happen, man? Like this political division, man. It's so I don't crazy. Know. Like you, you our have forefathers to, set it up for us. I mean, I'm, can you think of another way? Yeah. <laughs> shit. I don't know. Like back then. Yeah, back you know? then there was there was no other way. Back then it was either that or like. Have one dude just like a, a family, you know, monarchy. Yeah, a king. Yeah, which is also not a, a good idea. Dumpster. <laughs> I mean, it works what we got, but yeah, damn. I think we're just like super divided these days. I don't know. There's got to be a way to come to consensus a lot more efficiently than like campaigns and shit. That no, I totally agree. Super I mean, polarizing. You know what? I mean, going so you know, being a, a global podcast. You know, since we're on the internet, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, cryptocurrencies, they have a decentralized way of governance. Yes. Which could be a catalyst to, you know, coming to a conclusion or solving this problem. A decentralized form of governance. Which... Because that's how all these... Da- like, uh, we could talk about MakerDAO. It's like a good segue well, into... The- well, not just that, but it's like a dApp in general, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. But let's take a break. Uh, this. Oh, okay. Th- yeah, so let's take a break, and we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we're back. Uh sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I had to take a little break here. Uh we were just talking about um, I just thought about your sister. She's getting five hundred bucks a month per client. Well, yeah. Dude, she she should be banking, right? Like Yeah, but I mean, it's not consistent like every single month for twelve months. So sometimes oh, they like drop she'll off. Lose client yeah. or so. But I would think if she can do like I guess like five or six at max, right? Because they work out every day. Yeah. How it goes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you can't just have like a hundred clients. Yeah. Not enough time for. Yeah, that. exactly. That's what I had in my head. Uh, but there's there's a uh, there's a business model in which you can have five hundred clients, but they're all online, so you kind of manage them online. You give them workout plans, you give them meal plans, you give them like all kinds of information and schedules and all that, and they like video calls maybe video calls as well. Um, but it's like you have to charge them less than 500 a month. Right? It's probably less, but you have 500 clients. Exactly. Potentially. Because it's like the hands-on is, is less, yeah. yeah. And that's that's where you want to be. You don't want to necessarily be training people all day, every day. Yeah. You want to train some people some days. Sure, you can pay extra. I yeah. Guess, and yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of people doing that, like on YouTube. Yeah. I was, I was oh, following yeah, for one, sure. I was following one guy. Like, he, he lost a lot of weight, and he got real fit. And, he has like an online program. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the way to go because usually you have to do a lot of research in order to train properly and, and nutrition properly. Yeah. And sometimes people don't want to do that kind of research. So they just pay somebody to just tell them what to do. Yeah. And their job is just to follow it and that's it. 
So it's a little bit easier job, but obviously you just have to do the work. Yeah. And like I said, it's it's harder to do it on your own. Like yeah, usually people are out of shape. They have like um, yeah. discipline issues or like motivation right. issues. Right. You know, so it's good to have that person physically there, right? Because you don't want to be like a lazy bitch in front of them. No, for sure, <laughs> for sure. You know yeah, I mean? and and part of the reason of like getting like a pre workout supplement is because you're spending money, so you can prepare to yourself to go to the gym. So it gives you a higher incentive to go to the <laughs> gym. Otherwise, True. you're just wasting the money. Dude, I'm so bad at that. Like, I start so many things. Like, for at one point, I wanted to be a, a fucking music producer. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> randomly, because I was like, damn, I need to do something with my life. So, yeah. I, like, I bought, like, one of these. It's not really a mixer, but it's, like, a MIDI keyboard sure. with, like, some mixers that's on it and stuff. Sure, sure. It costs, like, 600 bucks. Mm-hmm. I bought the Fruity Loop software, another 300 bucks. Yeah. And I didn't even make one song. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, like, I wanted to learn how to trade on Amazon. Yeah. You know oh, about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I bought all the fucking software and all the... Yeah. Whatever the fuck's about a thousand bucks. Yeah. Haven't made one product. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at I guess my problem is discipline, right? It's like the old saying is like when your kid asks you for like a motorcycle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You say, All right, you tell me exactly everything that goes into maintaining a motorcycle. Tell me like all the details necessary for you to maintain a motorcycle and I'll get it. If they don't do that work, they don't get a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So they need to, you know, show some some desire, like real, like interest. Not just like some... Some surface s- level, in, like spur interest. Spur of the moment, yeah. like fad, right? Yeah. Like you're not, it's not going to last. So, so, so how does that relate to you? Instead of buying like all this stuff, equipment, software, like just, just do it with what you have. Right. Mm, there's yeah. there's free software, even if it's downloading like an app on your phone that makes beats. Yeah. Like start with that. Yeah. And then, you know, start investing in it. Yeah. You know, that, it's so crazy when I think like Rick, my brother. Yeah. He was doing that shit like late 90s, early 2000s or yeah. something like making beats. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Before like that was a thing. Right, I think like right. he was making like techno beats when it was still like underground european yeah. shit like, like i don't know how the fuck you heard about that kind of music like, yeah nobody around like heard about that kind of stuff but he did he was making beats and he was actually getting decent at it i was like man i always tell him dude if you would have just kept doing that by now he'd probably be like like a producer like dj tiesto some yeah. monster guy he's like yeah. super rich you know yeah. super awesome but it's all about that discipline, man. He was early, is what I'm yeah, saying. He that, was that, early. Was, that was his Bitcoin moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He was early on that trend or that movement, that, that electronic music yeah. sphere. You gotta you gotta have that discipline. If you don't have that discipline, you're not gonna persist through it and yeah. And then figuring out how to monetize it. That's the other trouble. Uh, yeah, at the time he probably didn't see much prospect out of it because the music was all like hip hop and pop. I mean, you, you still you still make a name for yourself. Put put those tracks online. Yeah, let people use it for free. Um, you know, just give get some attribution back, and then I think make really, a name for yourself. Really distracted him with girls. Yeah, <laughs> he just lost all motivation once he figured out. I was like, dude, yeah, it's like, like pussies out there. <laughs> <laughs> this is way more interesting than music. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> I think that's a motivation killer for a lot of men. Yeah, that, that gets all of us. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay. But uh, fuck it. We're on our Bitcoin train. So yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, so, I'll, I'll learn from his mistake. I can't jump off this rocket at yeah, any yeah. point, dude. Just keep on holding. Yeah, this boat is moving slowly, and we can still catch it and ride the waves. Oh, yeah. So we were just talking about T- Tezos and uh, MakerDAO. How are they related to each other? <laughs> 
Are they related to each other? Tezos, okay, I heard about Tezos in 2017 again. Like, mm-hmm. whenever I was looking for, like, that next big thing in the market, I found the blockchain 3.0 space. The Cardanos, the EOSs, the... So let's talk about that. Blockchain 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0. Yeah, blockchain 1.0 is Bitcoin. Right. It's like the very... Bitcoin, Litecoin, like the basic currency <sighs> yeah. tokens. Yeah. And then blockchain 2.0 is essentially any platform that's making smart contracts. Exactly. Which and is Ethereum, pretty much. Ethereum and um, what's it called? Well, uh, it's really like a proof Lisk. of... It's like a proof of work uh, smart contract platform. Because right. what, what made the blockchain 3.0 is proof of stake. Oh, you know what okay. I mean? Like that was the new thing because the problems with blockchain 2.0, it had this breakthrough with smart contracts, but it wasn't scalable. So True. then all of a sudden these these new ideas came out of how to make the uh, platform scalable, sure. which was proof of stake models, usually delegated proof of stake, some type of governance built into the chain. Yep. You know, that was blockchain 3.0. So I started looking at all of them. There's like three or four of them on yep. the upcoming. They're all white papers at the time, but still. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They sounded promising, and then EOS most of all because it had Dan Larimer, the guy who actually yeah. has a track record of building something. You yeah, know? so Dan Larimer has built um, Bit, BitShares, BitShares, Steam. Steam, and now EOS. And then I guess Voice, I guess is and the Voice. next one. Yeah, but yeah, so Tezos is just grouped in with that, I think. So um, Tezos is a competitor to Ethereum EOS. Well, more so EOS and Cardano. Like again, oh really? Oh, that's they're right. All because trying to kill proof of stake. Yeah. yeah. They're all trying to kill Ethereum, you know? I think Ethereum has so much, um, let's say, let's say momentum that it's... Network effect. Network effect, all, yeah. all that. Like, it's going to be hard, especially when they transition to proof of stake, which is coming up pretty soon, like within the next 12 months. Yeah, that's what everybody's saying, right? Like, scalability won't be as much of an issue. And then there's lots of these sidechain projects like Matic, Matic. Network, and there's yep. Radian Network, and then um, Loom, I think, is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually plasma all kinds of stuff in the workings but like when i heard of all that stuff like when i was on my eos train like i didn't really <clears throat> i always thought i just didn't know how much shit is actually going down on ethereum you know what i mean yeah it's, i like it's just hard rec- to know. just recently i've just i cuz i'm i'm more i'm looking at everything now yeah back then i was only looking at the platforms cuz you know i was trying to pick what was the best one out of all of them yep but then, like, that network effect is real, dude, because there's so many projects being actually built on Ethereum. I don't think you can say the same thing about the rest of them. Well, you know? I don't know, man. I just saw an article on Tron where there's 500 dApps on Tron. Like, how does that... How does everybody take a shit on Tron, but they got dude, 500 come on, dApps? Man. I don't know how many times I got to bring up this, <laughs> this fucking... Like, just tell you, man. We need to get Chico Crypto on here to school you on oh, uh, yeah. fucking Tron's, like, scamas, dude. Straight scamas. <laughs> like, Justin's son and all... Uh, dude, you can easily fake dApps and stuff. You know, it's... it's they well, have the, you could, but they have a lot of uh, blocktivity, right? You could probably do fake that, too, with bots and stuff. Well, you know? yeah, you I could. wouldn't put that behind a guy who fucking plagiarized half of his white paper yeah you know that's <laughs> definitely a guy who has like greed in his mind like he's not looking to do something innovative or yeah he's looking to this is what the okay if you're chinese or something don't get offended by this but this is what chinese people do like the country yeah. of china they they steal or, intellectual property yeah. from like the west right? everybody knows that that was a topic in the uh debate was it? Yeah, how China steals yeah. ip that's what they do yeah right i mean that might be like offensive i don't think so but 
It's a fact. Yeah. If you're offended by the facts, like well, do something the, to change that. I guess. It's because there's nothing anyone can do about it. That's why it's they do. Because it. of their their communists, right? Like yeah. what they do is, Americans will innovate. You know, so they'll come up with this new awesome like a Facebook, a Google, a Netflix. And yeah. then the Chinese will come out with their exact, like, a replica of that business. It's like Iron Gym. You've seen that? <laughs> that? The Iron Gym, you kind of hook up to the wall. I mean, to the door mean, like, frame. The you do pull-ups. Yeah. And uh, so there's 20 different copies of that. Yeah. Like, cheaper versions, you know. Yeah. All that. But China takes it to the next level because they ban, like, you can't, Amazon can't operate in China. Netflix yeah. can't operate in China. Facebook, Google. Yeah. They have their own Chinese versions of that. And then they... <laughs> Because they have so many people in China, right? Yeah. Like they have booming businesses because they serve their own people with stolen goods, basically, from us. Intellectual yeah. goods. So the same thing's happening in blockchain with Tron. He's just stealing Dan Larimer's delegated proof of stake protocol, slapping like a cool logo on it. Ooh, See, we're that Tron. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, come on, man. Like, I, I, I've given you so much evidence of this. Like, yeah, that's I, true. I don't trust the man. That's He's true. not even a man, dude. He's a little fucking kid. <laughs> <laughs> he's like my hey, but age, you know dude. what? He's having lunch with uh, Warren Buffett. Is that confirmed? Oh yeah, that's confirmed. And he's oh taking a uh, Charlie Lee with him too. Wow. Yeah, dude, I gotta watch that. Yeah, I don't Is think it's it televised tele- or anything. What? Yeah, what? I doubt it. I doubt it. Come on, how did he not televise <laughs> that? Wow. I mean, so what, how did he get that position? He just like he, won a contest. No, right? he bid for it. So they did like a little um, uh, auction. And oh. so he outbid everybody. I think it was like $10 million or something. See, that's just, that doesn't mean anything. It just means he was willing to spend more oh, yeah. money than anybody else for to sure. have lunch with Warren Buffett. Yeah. Doesn't give him any kind of clout. No, absolutely not. But in his mind, he thinks it will. Well, yeah. That's why he did it. Yeah. He's going to be like, look at me. I'm here with the third, fourth richest man in the world. That must be important, right? Yeah, yeah. But, God damn it. Well, he's not going to convince Warren Buffett of anything. No, dude, he hates Bitcoin. Yeah. Him and Charlie Munger, you yeah, know, and well, not Bill Gates, but they're like best bros. But I think Bill Gates is, he's like neutral to it. I think he's neutral. He he thinks there's value in it. I've seen a, an interview with Bill Gates. He's talking positive things. Yeah, I mean, he's a tech guy. He understands yeah, it, right? But for sure. I, I think he feels like there's probably like some pressure for him to kind of like not endorse it all the way, just because he's a shareholder, you know? Uh, possible. Microsoft. You can't just be like, yeah, Bitcoin, yeah. you know. I don't know. Maybe that's not Elon Musk would. <laughs> he does. Well, like even Jack Dorsey does. Mm, um, yeah. Twitter. That's true. I don't know. Yeah, dude. Fuck. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Why did we talk about Tron again? Um, <laughs> governance. Oh. Yeah, we were talking about like the blockchain 3.0 yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah. Okay. There's- so Tron is ba- essentially uh, plagiarism, uh, a plagiarized blockchain. There's Yeah, that... Well, there's that, and then he's had multiple instances where, like, he'll claim things that aren't true, like, uh, like, yeah. like these fake partnerships and stuff. Like, and then you you bring up that he's got 500 DAFs and tons of blockivity info. Like, okay, because like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the <laughs> thing is, when a blockchain has a lot of DAFs, that's generally a good thing. Yeah, but as long as they're real. So if the in the case of Tron, if it's not real, then then you know it's you're you're losing that value, right? And in the case of Tron, I think like recently their CTO straight ditched, like left the company <laughs> or whatever, because he, in his own words, it's become too centralized. Because the problem with uh, delegated proof of stake is, um, it's very liable. All you need is money yeah. to control that network, you know. 
and which is, I mean, not the easiest thing to mm-hmm. to be had. I mean, and but you need money, but you you're staking that money that you need. You're 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 saying you, you're getting rewarded though. You're getting rewarded, but you're also risking it. Yeah. So I mean, it's a trade off. Yeah. So it's like uh, Libra. You're using the same model. Yeah. It's a blockchain, but it's like a permission blockchain. Right. Which pretty much makes it private, right? Like, we, we can't all just... We can't all run a node. Exactly. Yeah. So you have to be one of the 100. Yeah. Um, you got to stake $10 million. So, but Libra token, it's not like EOS. Like, if you own EOS tokens, you can participate in the governance and this voting of... These no, it's not. It's the static 100. 100, probably never yeah. change. Yeah. So, yeah, it's nothing like EOS in that sense. It's centralized. In this, yeah. Well, it's centralized cent- governance model. Centralized governance from a group of 100. Yeah, like it's decentralized, I guess, because it's... But it's like it's, 100 Facebook chose, you know? Well, yeah, they, they go through a process of, like... Being accepted Filtered, in. yeah. Being accepted in. And not only that, if they truly want to be decentralized they have to use companies outside of the united states <laughs> that would be nice i mean that would be a good start if but, facebook is truly like global then but i guess i don't think they're trying to be decentralized is the thing well no i mean there's no incentive to be decentralized exactly they want to have control of the power but then again if you're part of the 100 you're always making money off of libra transactions yeah so that i mean that's the incentive to be part of the 100 I guess. Now, if Facebook can't... See, it's hard to be decentralized. That's the thing. It's, like, really hard. Yeah, of course. You got to do what Bitcoin or Ethereum did, you know? It takes yeah. years. Yeah, it takes for, years. Like, you know, you can't just launch... Like Again, that's Tron's issue. They just, like, launched and, like, you know... That's a, that's what EOS's claim was, why they had a year-long ICO. That's that's probably the number one reason why everybody hates EOS, because... Hmm. From the from the outside, it looks like a scam, right? It's like every other ICO model is like where there's a date. Yeah. And then at this date, an ICO begins, and then you could just buy as much of our tokens as you want. And once we run out, it's over. Yeah. That, that was like the persistent model throughout all of 2017. But then there was this one project yeah. who said, we're going to have a year-long ICO, and every day we have like a static, like, I don't know, 0.5% or something every day yeah. coming out that you could buy. So from an outside perspective, it looks like, and it worked because they freaking harvested four, $4 billion dollars, <laughs> like way more than any other project combined. Like probably all the projects combined or yeah. something. EOS grabbed. Yeah. But from the, they claimed the reason they did this is to avoid these centralization issues um, with delegates. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you're a whale, you and then you bought Tron, you bought eighty percent of Tron, you control eighty percent of the network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I don't see any problem with that. No, nope. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't see what what people are complaining about. It's just it just looks greedy, you know, because they don't understand. Look, the they were they were already going to sell that amount of tokens anyways, whether they sold it in one day or they sold it throughout the year. All they were trying to do is reduce the centrality of who's buying all those tokens. True. I mean that's that's it now. And I guess it gave people time to become aware of the project. Yeah. Like me, for me, I didn't find out until EOS to like maybe two or three months into their ICO. Right. Like yeah. I would have missed out if, if I, if they didn't give that time. Yeah. You know what I mean, and plus it was illegal to participate in the ICO. So that's true. I never did. But, but while the ICO was going on, people were still trading these tokens, right. On the market, on the open market. That's where I bought mine from. Oh really? So, so they're like ICO tokens, but whenever the mainnet launched, 
that's whenever you had to stake them and then claim them on the new mainnet. So like your old ICO tokens, they became worthless. Oh, interesting. And then you had to claim EOS tokens, like the actual native token. But this was before it got to an exchange, right? What? EOS no. tokens. It, it, during the whole year-long ICO, it was on the exchange at the oh. same time. So people were like trading ICO tokens. I don't think we're they were supposed to do that <laughs> because they were like I don't know they were, but they were still going up and down in value. Like it started out like at a dollar, I think, was the mm-hmm. ICO price, and it shot up to five bucks like immediately, mm. and then it did like a six month like correction down to fifty cents, and that's where I started loading up yeah on fifty cents, and then I think it hit as high as like fucking eighteen or fifteen bucks before the uh, mainnet. Damn. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty good return before an actual working product was created. <laughs> it's fucking nasty. Yeah. And, uh, again, it was Dan Larimer. So he had already launched two other projects that were su- successful enough. Yeah. And yeah. so his well, next but one. Again, people use that as like, oh, look at him. He's a project hopper. Yeah. Like, you look at him. He does. He's no loyalty. He creates something and then just ditches it. But in my mind, it's like, isn't that what Satoshi did? You know, that's like a, that's yeah. what a truly decentralized product is supposed to, like the founder. Yeah, you just set like, it and forget it. You're just out. It's like later, my dudes, it's now yeah. it's up to you guys to yeah. run this bitch. Yeah. That's the way it should be. That's right. So I guess I just, I don't know if I have like an ultra understanding of how things are supposed to be or just <laughs> everybody's just, compl- I don't know. Well, I think they're they're using legacy mentality to kind of think through these problems. You're right, and so that's what it is. To to us, it makes sense. I mean, I don't I don't see an issue with the way they handled their ICO. I don't see with issue Dan Lemmer leaving the projects. Yeah, I mean, they're supposed to be decentralized. You can't have depend on one person. That's the whole point. (laughs) And like an Ethereum thing, everybody's just waiting for Vitalik to come up with the master solution, right? Well, yeah. Well, the thing with Ethereum, I mean, they have a lot of work left to do. Oh, fuck. And so, and I think Vitalik actually likes doing what he's doing. Oh, of course. You know, he's not like wanting to leave. No. And and there's a huge network of developers on there now that are working together. Yeah. Like I said, they're coming up with things like Matic, which we really need to look into. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> because Matic is getting like real adoption. Like we've talked about Decentraland a lot on here, and yeah. Decentraland is using Matic. That's right. You know, because we've we've played around with Decentraland. I've bought land, and it, the problem is, it takes like five to six minutes to do anything on there. <laughs> <It does>. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to change the name on your land, you gotta wait five six minutes. Yeah. It's like for that transaction to clear. It's like God damn, this sucks. But <laughs> but there's plans for that to change. Did you have to pay for that transaction? Oh yes. Yeah, I think. That's yes. another. So shame. you have to essentially stake Ethereum in order for that to. As long as you you have to have some like micro amounts of Ethereum in your wallet. Yeah, yeah. I have like a point oh three or something in my ledger. Yeah, and that's enough to do pretty much everything. You know Interesting. what I mean? See, that's fascinating. This stuff, how like how it's, it all works. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's just. But it's cool for the nerds. Everyone else doesn't give exactly. a shit. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool to us. Like whenever we we're doing it. Like I plugged in my ledger into my laptop and it's like, damn. Yeah. It's like the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get like this nerd boner, right? <laughs> it's like we're doing something like nobody else on the planet. Not nobody else, but like very few people on the planet. That's doing, right. right. Everybody knows how to log into the internet and like browse and shit. Yeah. That's like mainstream tech. Yeah. But this stuff, yeah. this is like. Yeah, it's like definitely like, not mainstream. No, not even fucking and close. That, uh-huh. And so and imagine a kid in the future logging into Decentraland, and it's like, dude, it is taking six minutes to get into the game. 
Yeah. You know, that's not gonna that's not gonna fly. Oh hell no. That's why like yeah, I don't think there's gonna be like huge adoption right away. They're gonna have to Well they yeah, they gotta fix those things. They have to like emulate what we're what we're used to. Fast transactions. Yeah, exactly. And that's another reason why I like EOS because it's it's like a feeless network, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. that's one thing I I always when I first found out about Ethereum, I was like, you know, I just did the calculation in my head, like, dude, like if somebody builds a social networking app on Ethereum, are we really gonna pay for like likes and shit? Hell no, dude. Yeah. It's gotta be as but seamless. Of, but don't think of it as such a bad thing though. Yeah, why? Because there's a ton of bots on on Twitter. As a matter of fact, imagine uh, anytime I see an XRP Ripple post, mm-hmm. there's like hundreds of people like <laughs> shilling the shit out of Ripple. Really? And they're all saying that it's completely decentralized, which is not. You think those are all bots? Oh, hell yeah, they're bots. How can you tell? Dude, the force is unstoppable, man. They're <laughs> everywhere. You don't think like they just have that many fanboys? No, I don't think so. I got to look at that. Yeah, man. And, looked- and then not only that, their their names... It's it's like it looks like a generic name, but with like ten numbers behind the really yeah behind their they don't handle. even try and hide it or what yeah they don't that's horrible it's ridiculous that's horrible yeah okay if there's a bunch of numbers then yeah those are definitely bots that's so ridiculous but then they have like paid like fucking shillers out there but that's a known issue right that's why voice is yeah being created right see, it's that, supposed to combat bots or yeah. something dude I can't wait man I just want to see like how it all works. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a good idea. Like I said, I shit on it when it first was announced just because of the setup. But oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the fucking the whole up. conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a 20-minute conference. Yeah, like they probably spent like millions of dollars like for all that, you know. Yeah. But and then it was like voice. Yeah. It was like, come on, man. It's yeah. Like, but oh, forget that ever happened. Yeah. You know. I mean, it, it is underwhelming. It's another... Social media application running on a blockchain, not another, but probably the only one other than Steam. Yeah, but decentralized media is like a big thing, though. Yeah, it is. I think it's like a big need because well, in in today's day and age, in the political climate we're in today. Yeah, I mean, because if you don't, if you have your media centralized, it's gonna get hacked. Your nudes leaked, your emails leak, and then you got problems. Yeah, but those are the old problems. The new problems, I don't know, you're probably not as aware of it because you're not so into politics and stuff. Right. But, like, the left controls the media. When I say the yeah. left, like, you know, well, cause they own progressive it. people. Yeah, like, Silicon yeah. Valley is strongly left. Yeah. You know, I, I'd probably say, like, 90% of, I, I, I'd probably go as far as, say, if you even try to apply for a job, they'd probably ask you if you're, like, a Democrat or a Republican. <laughs> They'll probably... N- just reject you if you're a Republican, right? Yeah. But all politics aside, if you own these media companies, which have like, it's pretty much how we learn everything these days, right? Like, Well, how we used to learn for the most part. What? Well, these like CNN. No, no, no. I mean like Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, YouTube. Yeah. Everything that comes out of Silicon Valley yeah, is pretty sure. much like everything that's on the internet. Pretty, pretty much yeah. anything worth a damn, right? Yeah. So it's like they control who has a platform on their platforms. And then there's been a lot of censorship, man. There's been a lot of examples of that on Twitter, yep. on YouTube, on Facebook, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Especially on Twitter with uh, Alex Jones. Him. I mean, you can disagree with the guy. Like if, if you don't like what he's saying, just fucking. Yeah. Don't follow him. Don't follow him. Yeah. You know, you can't just oust him. It's like <laughs> oust like some fucking Nazi <laughs> regime. You know, that's fucked. Yeah. 
<laughs> like what happened to our, you know, constitutional right? I mean, then there's people who say the internet, you know, was not government. I mean, there's no constitution involved with the internet. But yeah. I don't know, man. It is pretty crazy. But Alex Jones was saying crazy <laughs> shit, though. So what? What's so bad about that? What was he saying? He's been yeah. saying crazy shit since I heard about the guy. Like, yeah, true. He's he's always been. He's he's the guy who like, you know, talks about those Bilderberg meetings and stuff. Yeah, which could be real. He says like Hillary Clinton's one of the members, and like you know, every rich politician they all get together and like have these meetings. Yeah, even if it's true, it's like so what? They get together, have these meetings. They they talk about controlling the whole planet. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, right. You know, it's like okay, we're just fucking, we're done here. We're sheep, right? We're yeah. pawns. We can't do shit. Yeah. You just got to play the game with the rules they set, That's essentially. Pretty much. It sucks, but I mean. There's a lot of losers, but there's some winners. Yeah. Yeah. It could be worse. Yeah. It could be, <laughs> <laughs> it could be worse. It could be like the road where every, everybody's like starving. and. Yeah, dude, I just watched the Book of Eli like yesterday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. It could be like that. Yeah. It probably will be like that after the next war. Like, Why the Book of Eli, though? What do you mean? Why did you watch it? It was just on. Oh, okay. What do you mean? You don't like it? It's a good no, it's, it's good. It's good. You don't like the premise, though, do you? Yeah, I don't <laughs> give a shit about the premise. Because <laughs> the fucking is like he's trying to save the Bible or something. Yeah. You're like, come on. <laughs> of all the books, the fucking Bible. Dude, they need to save the physics books. Nah, see, those are like <laughs> dumpster. Nobody cared about those. There's no power in physics, right? It's power in Dude, well, faith. Like, yeah, I guess you're right. If yeah. you want to control the people, then yeah. You need faith. But if you want to provide the internet to the people, you need physics. True. Very true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like EOS. Obviously, they their governance model. How do they? How do they even do it? Is it between the twenty-one nodes that process all the transactions? They they decide what happens to the network, right? Or do token holders of EOS do they get a chance to vote all the token holders do is select who's their delegates essentially just like us like oh, okay. all we do as american citizens is vote in who our representatives right same exact thing for eos you know we if you own eos i'm not sure i think it's like it doesn't matter how many tokens no i wonder if it's like the more tokens you have the more votes you get i, don't I know. think i think it might be per token yeah, because I remember seeing people like very angry. It's like it should be like one for one, right? Like if yeah. you're one p- member of the EOS community, you should have like one vote, equal say. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But essentially, yeah. So, I think I think it is one one one. It doesn't matter how many tokens you have. Essentially, no. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm not sure of that. But um, have you ever voted on anything on any of these <laughs> platforms? Like how? Uh, I had. I guess my, you have to download their wallet and like. Yeah, you have to stake. Yeah, stake I had some tokens e- and then they ask you questions or what? <laughs> no, <laughs> you just have to. You somehow like it's up to you. Just like again, as an American citizen, it's up to you to stay informed of politics, right? Mm-hmm. So you can make an informed decision on who you want to be representative. But nobody does. Like when you go to the voting booth, you got like hundreds of people. Like, yeah. Who the fuck's gonna know like these people's backgrounds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just vote Republican. And it just, like, checks all the Republicans, right? <laughs> That's how yeah. we vote in this country because right. it's literally impossible to, like, yeah. know everybody. Yeah. yeah. Who the fuck does that? So, same thing with U.S. There's, like, hundreds of block producer candidates, right? How the fuck are you going to know, like, everything? Like, 
more than likely, like, if we're American, I'm just going to vote for, like, EOS New York. Sure, sure, sure. It's like, I want some American in there. Yeah. If you're a Chinese, you're going to vote for some Chinese block producer. That's why there's, like, eight of them. Yeah. And the good thing is they can't really conspire against each other because they don't have enough power to control anything. Who? They just have to all vote in the same yeah. majority only, vote. Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 not the perfect system. It's definitely more scalable. It's quicker. It's more efficient. But is it the perfect uh, decentralized system? No. No. Of course not. Bitcoin and Ethereum are way better than that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And the reason we're talking about governance is because we were talking about Tezos and MakerDAO. Yeah. So how does how does governance relate to MakerDAO? Uh, MakerDAO, from what I understand, <clears throat> well, first of all, MakerDAO is it's sort of like a lending platform. Well, the die is like the the it's the not the collateral, but the that's the stable coin that I guess you mint. Yes. So that's like the. Most important thing, I think, because it's 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 a tether competitor essentially. Stable coins are all the rage these days, apparently, including Facebook. Yeah, it's a tether competitor, but it's backed differently yeah. than tether. Tether is a one to one to a fiat currency. What's well, the dollar? But Dai is backed by Ethereum, essentially. It's backed by these maker contracts, I guess. The 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 maker contracts that are the collateral is Ethereum. Yeah, they're called like collateral debt positions. Debt positions. CDPs. CDPs. So, from what I understand, t- today it's like you lock up, let's say, 10 Ethereums. Um, from what I understood, you get you have to lock up like 150%, right? Something uh, like that. To whatever Something you want to borrow. Correct. So, say you want... Um, let's say a $100,000 loan. There you go. Then you need to stake $150,000 worth of Ethereum. Exactly. To you get put, that 100 But not dollars, to get dies. To get dies. Because it, that's how you keep the value of the die at about $1. That's right. And then they adjust the interest rate of this, um, of the of the loan of the loan, based on I guess the demand of the die or and the interest rate is I think it's decided by like the holders of MakerDAO. Exactly, that's where the governance comes in. Yeah. Okay. Like somebody has to decide when to go up and go down, right? It's it's not like a machine decides this. It's it's a it's a collective decision based on the MakerDAO community, the, the token holders of MakerDAO. Sure, they've they vote this shit. I guess I'm not sure how. Yeah, it was what's their platform and what. So that's interesting. It's it's starting to make a lot of sense because you stake one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of Ethereum, you get a hundred thousand dollars worth of Dai to use for whatever you want. Yeah, and if the the price of Ethereum goes down, they pretty much lock up your one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of Ethereum until you can stake more money in order to fulfill the 150 to 100 ratio. Well, if the price of Ethereum goes down, that means they have to boost interest rates, right, in order to... Well, they boost interest rates, but they also, if that's not, that may not be enough to cover the difference between the 150 to 100 ratio Ethereum yeah. to die. Yeah. And so if it doesn't cover that, then they lock up your funds. It, yeah. Ethereum is essentially gone until you put in more money that equals the 150 to 100 ratio. Yeah, it's very risky. I think at any point, like, they could just liquidate. Yeah, they can liquidate you. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> but here's cool. the thing. The value from what, uh, from what I'm seeing is if you value Ethereum, yeah. then you want to keep Ethereum. Uh-huh. And so what they're saying is if you use MakerDAO, 
you can use that Ethereum that you value and still keep it in to a certain degree, but you can also use that Ethereum for maybe making other investments in other cryptocurrencies using DAI. Okay, so my my thinking is <clears throat> you want to keep your Ethereum, but you're not really it's not really yours anymore once you lock it up. You know. Yeah. I Essentially, mean, it's it's like if you put it's not yours until you pay back the that, loan. Yeah, it's like it's like giving your title to your car to a title loan place in in exchange for like ten thousand dollars or whatever. Yeah, and then essentially they have your title, so it's their it's their car. Yeah, unless you pay them back, and then yeah. if you don't, then your car's gone. Yeah, so it's like your Ethereum is gone once you give it to them. Yeah, you know what I mean. So my thing is, if you wanted to get a hundred thousand, if you have a hundred fifty thousand dollars of Ethereum, and you want to spend a hundred thousand to speculate on the market, yeah. Why the fuck wouldn't you just sell your Ethereum, you know, to speculate? Yeah. You know what I mean? It and seems they, like a good idea to use MakerDAO in a bull market that's <laughs> starting. So, But my thinking is the only th- thing I can think of right now, which is why we need somebody else on the podcast to, like, elaborate for us. Yeah. To kind of, like, because in my mind, the only thing I can think of why this is good is to avoid taxes, you know. like Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Like, uh, because... When you do, when you do what I just said, you sell a hundred thousand dollar worth of Ethereum for let's say Matic, that's a that's an exchange. You owe taxes on that now, you know. But if if you lock up well, your you, Ethereum, you only owe taxes if you made money. Like yeah. let's say you bought let's say a hundred thousand dollars worth of Ethereum, and now it's let's say you bought that at a hundred thousand. So same same it's, scenario. Yeah, you bought a hundred thousand at a hundred bucks. Yep, and then today it's at two hundred bucks. Yep. You got two hundred thousand worth 000. of Ethereum. So if you use, well, if you sell your Ethereum at this point, where it's for where you have a two X, yeah, for any other crypto token, you owe taxes on that exchange That's because you, you took profits essentially according to U.S. But, tax laws. But think about it. Let's say if you you put in a hundred k, now it's worth two hundred k, but you only put in a hundred k into Tezos. Uh huh. That's not necessarily profits. That's you're using your principal, right? Fuck no, dude. What do you mean? That's profit. Like you're gonna owe, um, <clears throat> like what? What? Uh, it's like a. But but you see what I'm saying? Like you only used half of what it was worth. Like technically, all that you put in, you put into te- Tezos essentially. Yeah. So all you do is like is you have it. You know, like uh. Oh, so you can. So if I had used fifty thousand dollars instead of a hundred thousand, then yeah. it's you're still using principal, right? Well, let's see. You say you put fifty thousand, and then that's worth a hundred thousand. So then you made a fifty thousand dollar profit there. So you well, got to okay. calculate taxes. So let's based on let's that. take it. Let's take it to the beginning. Hundred thousand dollars turned into two hundred thousand. Okay, I'm gonna write this down. I have a piece of paper right here. <laughs> hundred t- turns to two hundred. Right, but you only you take fifty thousand dollars out to invest in Tezos. Only fifty out of the two hundred. Out of the two hundred, yeah. Okay. So how how do you pay taxes on that? Yeah, then at that point, it's like you made 25000 profit, you know? Cause like, oh, I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then you got to owe taxes based on that. You, 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 know, you can't get around you can't it. Avoid it. <laughs> you can't avoid it. That's what I'm saying. So in this scenario, let's say you have $100,000 worth of ETH, right? Yeah. And then, <sighs> fuck. Oh, okay, then it goes to 200000 And then let's say... You, you collateralize, collateralize that. Collateralized. And then you turn it into die. 
Yeah. I don't think that's because you never sold your Ethereum. Your Ethereum is just locked up, and all of a sudden you minted these fucking that stable coins. That's not a, that's not a like that's not that's a barter not a, exchange. Yeah. So all of a sudden you got a hundred. You lock up two hundred thousand. You're free to withdraw two thirds huh. of whatever the fuck that is, and then now you could trade that around, and you don't have to pay taxes on that. That's in my mind. I think that's how it works. I don't. I could be totally wrong. Okay, so <laughs> in this scenario, you collateralize a hundred thousand. Let's say you collateralized a hundred fifty thousand, and you can take out a loan of a hundred thousand. So yeah. you use that hundred thousand to invest in Tezos without paying any taxes. And if Tezos goes up to two hundred, let's say you make say two, you another two you x double, right there. Number, another another two x, you get a you get two hundred thousand die. You whenever you sell Tezos for die, oh, you get two hundred thousand. Then, that, but then, you still have to pay taxes on that. On that, but then you could use that money to pay off your your loan, your loan. and then your Ethereum's back. You got your Ethereum back, and you didn't Shit. pay taxes on that. Right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so that's all I have in Instead my of paying taxes twice, you're both. paying yeah, once. Exactly. On on potential gains. That's the big problem with crypto. Like every little fucking shift you do in shit. the market is taxable. But then the problem is if your investment goes to shit, you lose that hundred thousand dollars of course and yeah, die and then you yeah. lose and you can't pay back your loan. <laughs> you lose all your theory and you're So you, you lost twice essentially. Yeah, it's dangerous, dude. I think. Yeah. It sounds dangerous. You know, and then you got to pay interest on that. So if oh, your yeah, investment interest, in Tezos, yeah. Yeah. if your investment in Tezos takes a while for it to double, let's say it takes another year, you got to pay taxes on that. That's why I feel like I'm missing something. It can't, that can't be it. That can't be the only like purpose why this was built. Like it should be like, like a traditional loan. Like, um, it, it is like a traditional loan. You have to pay I it guess, back. Yeah. You have to pay it back. But if there's that caveat that where you don't have to spend on taxes, that's a be- good benefit. Yeah. I guess. But then you have to explain that to to the government. I guess it's also let me see. If you just wanted a loan for like real world shit, right? This is how to do it. Like yeah. it's, instead of like if you have $150,000 worth of Ethereum and you you all of a sudden you owe 100 grand for something in the real world. Oh, you don't want to sell your hundred grand worth of Ethereum because then that's tax. Yep. Oh you know? shit, you're right. Then so instead you get dies, yeah. And then you can you could probably sell these dies for USDs and then yeah. put it in your bank account. And I don't think that's a taxable event. Then all of a sudden you that's got true. all of a sudden you got fiat, but you still have your Ethereum. Yeah. But you have to. Then you just pay back the loan as you back. would. Yeah. Yeah, it's just another fucking loan, I guess. Yeah. That's what's cool about it. That's really cool. And you're doing this with crypto, dude. That's really cool. I guess. I don't know. I'm not a bank. I'm not in finance, man. Like, <laughs> we need Mitch back on. Like, is that good, Mitch? <laughs> you're a banker. He's like, is this good shit or not? I, I, I sent it to him, and he had, like, no thoughts. Yeah. Again, it's like, dude, you're, you're in the finance sector. He's like, what do you think of Make Your Dad? I was like, I heard about it. Like, yeah. That was the extent of that conversation. It's a pretty good. Okay, so let's let's walk through a, a scenario here. Uh huh. You decide to take out fifty die, which means your collateralized debt position is collateralized at three hundred percent. As long as the price of Ethereum doesn't drop below seventy five dollars, i.e., fifty times one hundred fifty percent, your position will be safe. After one year, you decide to pay back the fifty die and retrieve your ether locked up 
Upon closing the position or other interactions with your CDP, you'll pay the annual stability fee set at 3.5% as of March 2019. So that made little sense. Yeah, you lost me there. What are, What is this? A few examples of what? A few examples of how a life cycle oh, of a okay. CDP might play out, assuming the price of Ethereum is $150 and you deposit one ETH at the price. But it says, how come your CDP is collateralized 300%? What does that mean? Your CDP, what's is your collateral debt position? So that's like, if you want 50 die, you need $75 worth of Ethereum, right? Correct. Okay. Which means your CDP is collateralized 300%. As long as the price of Ethereum, as long as the price of Ethereum doesn't drop below $75. Okay. Yeah. 50. Okay. Your position will be safe. After one year, you decide to pay back the 50 die to retrieve your ether. After upon closing the position or other inaction for your CDP, you'll pay the annual stability fee. What? Upon closing the position or other interactions so with your CDP. Essentially, you, 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 you stake $150 worth of Ethereum. Actually, you're staking 75. 75. To get 50 die. To get 50 die. That's that 1.5x rule. Correct. That's it's a as a constant on this platform, and it, as long it's saying as long as everything goes fine and you pay the three point five percent stability fee, then you can unlock oh. your your Ethereum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, that that's yeah, but that see that stability fee that's what threw me off. It's not always three point five percent. That's that's the interest. True. That's what fluctuates based on the maker DAO decisions. Yeah. You know, the governance they decide what the stability fee is because that's what keeps the die at one dollar. You know, if if Ethereum, the price of Ethereum goes low, they need to increase interest rate to in, to force people essentially to pay off their debt. Because if they don't, then they're just accruing ridiculous, true, true. you know, interest. And then, um, so which, it's essentially okay. So if the stability fee is three point five percent, that's a pretty that's good, a good loan. loan. That's a fantastic loan. That's dude. a pretty good loan. You could buy a house with that. Yeah, I wouldn't though. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, because right? you're, you're banking on Ethereum going. Yeah, like what if then that stability fee could easily go up to twenty percent, and you're like fucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I wonder what the range is. Could it go to twenty percent? Oh, it, it it has. I think oh, really? a video I watched it, it got as high as like nineteen percent or something like that once. Jeez. I mean, it makes sense because Ethereum took a hell of a dump. Yeah, this project's been around since twenty seventeen. Yeah, so a lot of those people who took out loans and during the bull market, they probably took some huge pain, right? Like, sure. Fuck, like some high interest loans right there. But yeah, right now, good time to load up. You know, when the Especially price of Ethereum is going up. Yeah, not only that, MakerDAO, there's only 1 million coins in circulation, and that's the maximum coins that will ever be in oh, circulation. Yeah. 1 million. Yeah, and they burn them every time you pay yeah. off. You have to pay interest with MakerDAOs. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And so the interest that you pay with MakerDAO, that money gets burnt into yeah. a, basically an account that no one has access to. Mm. And you can see that account. Right now, there's like 2,000 MakerDAO in it. Out of a million. Out of a million, which is 0.2%. Cool. So, I, I mean, it would be pretty good to have at least one MakerDAO in your pocket. Just, <laughs> just Why, just because there's a million of them? Because there's only a million of them. Mm. But at what scenario do you think that one MakerDAO is worth like a shit ton? Well, right now, the highest it's ever gone was 1700 and right now it's a little bit under 600 Okay. So, I mean, you could double it and change. But the reason why it hit 1700 is the alt bubble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah but but sure. what what increases the value of those things? Just um, 
more people getting out loans, I guess. Yeah, because the more people who have loans and interest to pay means the more Dow is being burnt, right? Because they right. have to pay off this interest. And more valuable maker Dow ends up being. Eventually. Because, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I guess this is like a very long-term hold or something. If this shit takes off, like, eventually there's going to be like... Yeah, I mean, you need like loans. no Dow left over, dude. What happens <laughs> when they run out of Dow, you know? Yeah, that's it's true. It's probably not possible, right? It's like the burn rate has to be so small. That's a good point. What will happen? Well, eventually maybe, it would be like, maybe they have some sort of inflationary plan in there. It's true. There's always governance, right? Like, that's yeah. the whole purpose of governance. It's just some kind of like, uh-oh, shit scenario. If there's governance yeah. built in, there should be some type of resolution. That would be interesting. That's something to look into because if it's inflates, which it probably does in order for this to work, then it may not be a good idea to hold on to it. Exactly. That mitigates the whole yeah. burn. Like, what was the point of burning all this time? Yeah. You're just going to like reset. That's true. You know what I mean? It's That's true. Stupid. But again. There's something else in there, I guess. There's always something else, dude. This is very complex. Like uh, This is super complex. Like that's not easy to understand. Yeah. Like, it took me a few like, rounds. Couple, <laughs> yeah. When I first heard about it, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm still kind of like, what? Yeah. You know, but this but is it's cool. making sense though. Like yeah, it is. I can see this. I can see why this exists in in the crypto world because it's it, it exists right now in in the fiat world. It's exactly. just centralized. Yeah. If you want to get a loan, you got to go through people. Yeah, and you know? and this is the same loan, but it's decentralized. So therefore, you have like these certain rules: 150 percent collateralized debt. Exactly. I, and and according Ethereum's just the start. Eventually, you'll be able to collateralize real world assets too, like gold, real estate, everything. Yeah. And then that raises more questions. How do you collect? Yeah. How do you collect on <laughs> physical gold or land or yeah, like your fucking car? Who's maybe, gonna repo? maybe, maybe if you have physical gold, you have to like send it to a certain place, like a what place? There's no place. It's decentralized. There's no bank. Yeah, but they have to have some kind of middleman in order to release the gold to a new owner. It should be some type of automated middle. The, the whole purpose of this is to eliminate the middleman, right? Yeah, but... I don't know, dude. That's that's a good fucking yeah. question. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's something I have no idea how they're trying to pull off. Yeah. Fuck. So there's another... Uh, but I like it, though. I, yeah. like, I like the idea of decentralized finance, right? Decentralized loans. Yeah, like the whole yeah. finance, like Bitcoin was created so we don't depend on like the Federal Reserve and the government and shit to yeah. create our money. Like we create our own money, cryptocurrencies. Right. Now we can we get our own loans. We don't we shouldn't depend on the bank for for a loan, yeah, or anything really. If can you imagine takes off using MakerDAO to buy your house? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> very hard. I'm sure. I'm sure the process of buying a house using MakerDAO will probably be easier than actually getting a, a real loan from a bank. I mean, people are using this. There's like $70 million or something of Ethereum locked up, right? Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So there's people out there who have legit loans yeah. right now. I wonder what they're doing. With yeah, I wonder money. what they're doing. Probably buying like EOS or something. I have no idea. <laughs> Fuck. So there's another example here. You decide to take out 100 die, which means your CDP is collateralized at... Just 150%. That price of Ethereum drops to $100, which means your CDP is under collateralized by 50 bucks, right? So a third party will realize that you don't have enough collateral and liquid 
liquidate your CDP on your behalf. See, a third party. Okay. So this results in your position being liquidated by third parties with a penalty. Damn, there's a penalty on top of that. These third parties have various ways to profit from your position being liquidated. So, like, the third party needs an incentive to monitor all this shit, I guess. Yeah. This is fucking yeah, but ridiculous. How do they how do they charge you though? Like, <laughs> I don't know. What's the penalty? That's what I said. What if wh- who's gonna fucking come and get me if I just like took off and ran with them? Well, I guess you lose your lose your collateral. Well, yeah, you lose her one hundred fifty percent, right? Because I got I took it a loan for a hundred die. That means I had to stake one hundred fifty dollars worth of Ethereum. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 talking not crypto though. Like you know, if I put on my gold or something. Oh, I see. Who's yeah. gonna come? Who's gonna come after me? Yeah. Well, if you use gold, you're going to use more more gold. You're staking more gold than you are taking out a loan. So yeah. you're losing more money. And and well, they, my point is like again, like Yeah, who's going to go after well? I think I think if you're yeah. going to if you're going to stake gold, they'll say, "Okay, you want to stake gold, you can, but you have to send the gold to this third party." Yeah. And, but who who uses gold these days, man? Fuck gold. <laughs> That's just an example. Yeah. You could easily say like my car or yeah, know, my yeah. house. But I don't know, man. Shit. Yeah, your house would be complicated. You have to digitize your deed, put it on the blockchain, and then stake the the deed, and then get your loan. Hmm. It's like an NFT. So a third party. That's them of you with these third parties they're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Let's see this third party with penalty. He's trying. The penalties I don't understand, and I think the penalties is is the the margin between the loan and your collateralized debt. So in this case, you have $50 worth of Ethereum that you've you've staked extra than the loan. So they take a portion of that, I guess, <laughs> which is, you're talking about 50%. Hold on, let's scroll down. I might actually tell you <laughs> who controls the system. Hold on, let's see. How much collateral should be back? Um... Shutting down the protocol in the case of a flash crash of the price of ether or any unforeseen situation. Their maker tokens allow token holders to influence certain aspects of the protocol, such as shutting down the protocol. And they control the stability fee and the collateralization ratio. So it's not always 150 to 100. Sometimes it's 125 to 100. Mm. Interesting. I think we got the gist of like how it works. It's just... Um, well, there's, it says one important piece of information I haven't mentioned so far is the fact that when the stability fee is paid, a dollar equivalent amount of maker is purchased off the market to pay the stability fee. This means that the maker token is actually a deflationary currency. Yeah, like like you said, you have to pay the interest with the maker and then it burns it. Yeah. But then you eventually if you play this out long enough, you run out yeah, of maker tokens. Yeah, exactly. Well, you never really run out. More than likely like it's less and less and less the more valuable whatever's left over. True, that's a good point. So even if you're down to one maker, you you're going to be, you're gonna be like paying a, like 0. 0.000008 yeah. yeah, to pay off your interest, you know what I mean? I think. Yeah, because yeah. one maker is going to be worth like a fucking hundred billion dollars. dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. It's going to be like a huge market. Yeah, like the loan, I think the loan industry is like an $800 billion. This is really interesting. I, I, what? I would, I mean, I like it. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> but like, 
it's it's hard to think if this shit will take off or not, right? Like, well, how how else do you structure a loan policy that's Dude, decentralized? Like, in order for like crypt, like fucking DAOs and like crypto loans and yeah, shit to take off, like first we need to get cryptocurrencies accepted <laughs> into like the general public, dude. That's like, a good point. Is, that's a good point. This is like way advanced. This is way early. That too. Yeah, people is, are not like hoping for loans no, based dude, on like, cryptocurrency. Exactly. Like right now, we got to convince them that we don't need banks, and that's that's a big <laughs> fucking issue, you know. But this is taking the responsibility of a bank and decentralizing it pretty yeah, much. Exactly. Like this is really cool. It is cool. That's like I said. I like the idea of decentralized finance. Um, I mean, this is awesome for people who in third world countries, you know, oh, who don't have sure. access to banks. Yeah, they could use their crypto and yeah. get loans. Yeah. That's the whole thing, man. Like us, dude, we're fucking, we're so spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> we have like the biggest banks in the world and shit. They like literally run the world and like they give us great service. I'm not going to lie, dude. My bank gives me great service. Yeah. Like, I'm not out here like with a picket sign trying to get them to, you know, run out of town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? No, that's true. And so they also talk about multi-collateral die. So not only staking Ethereum, but staking yeah. other stuff. Uh... You could you could actually use your wrapped Bitcoin to collateralize your CDP. Yeah, but still, that's just more crypto. Yeah. Whenever they're gonna, because I've heard that you can use real world assets, but well, that's probably end game. Yeah, of course. That's when you can you can tokenize real world assets. Good point, dude. Yeah. Good fucking point. So we got to be able to find a platform that adequately, from a from a regulatory standpoint tokenizes now real world to, assets and so, then you can so, stake so those. So what happens to an asset when you actually tokenize? Like, let's say, damn, that's well, it's 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 a it's an implication on legalities. Meaning, if you if you tokenize your house deed, that means everyone the legal system recognizes that it's a digital asset yeah. now that can be transferred. So, so if yeah. you send a deed to me, I own your house. Not a deed. Let's say I I, I have a hundred. House tokens that I've created for my house, and I, 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 you sell that, and I sell all hundred, not just one person, maybe just a hundred different people through exchanges or something. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. All of a sudden, like this actual house I have, can I can be. never, I can never sell it to anybody ever again, right? Because, well, like, like you know what I mean? Like, okay, there's you there tokenize has to be one asset. deed. There only has to be one deed, but then you can have multiple owners of that deed potentially with the tokens. Yeah, well, let's not use houses because I guess. Yeah, it's an asset. Yeah. You should be able to use house. Yeah. Um, but my thinking is uh, well, like let's, if you let's, tokenize like a real world physical asset. Hold on, let's let's talk specifically about tokenizing. Yeah. When when I say tokenizing, I mean taking a D to a house and making one NFT out of it. Okay, I'm thinking differently. Yeah. I'm thinking like when you take um the value of a house and you sh- you break divide it, it into a hundred tokens. Whatever. You have an STO. See, it's better to say like a big ass like skyscraper because it's like a it's a ten million dollar building. You break it into a hundred tokens, each one's worth a hundred k or something like that. I don't know the math. Yeah. So, yeah. and then you could sell these on an STO exchange, which is already existent, and then right. people can own have partial ownership of the value of this building, this asset, right? Yeah, but in that case, you're you're banking on that building making you money, paying you a dividend. As an investor. Right. Yeah. 
But, but I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, like, <clears throat> once you tokenize your, the value of your building and it's it's on the open market, um, that building has no value anymore, right? Like, outside of those virtual tokens. Yeah, the, I mean? bu- the building's value is what the token's value is. Yeah. So it's kind of like, fuck. If you, ha- if you take your gold, like, let's say I have $10,000 worth of gold and I tokenize that, because everyone's gold is going to be tokenized at some, at some point. Yeah. So I tokenize it and I lock all those talk tokens into this MakerDAO protocol platform so I can get a loan. Yeah. Therefore, let's see, then there's no like serial number on your gold. So it's kind of like if I fucking just take off and run with this gold, is this gold all of a sudden valueless because I never paid off my loan? You know? See, but that's the thing. You can't stake gold without giving it to a third party. That's what I'm saying. But you said you'll give it to him in the form of a security token, right? Well, because you can't just give them. I, can't I think with gold. with gold, I think that's probably different. I don't think you can tokenize gold without some kind of regulatory framework yeah. around it. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, that's that's what they're working on right now. Apparently, like the yeah, I know. Part. I know that there's a stable coin backed by gold, but I mean that's hard to do. You have to collect all the gold in order to back it by gold. But I'm saying, like, wouldn't there be like if you do this? Because all this is logged in the in the ledger, you know, like from the beginning. <clears throat> I want a loan. I got ten thousand dollars worth of gold. I can put up for collateral, not not crypto gold, because that's their end game. You use real world assets. I I I just have a security token. I tokenize it, like you said, an NFT, and I give it to a third party who holds on to this ten thousand dollars worth of gold that I have. Using NFTs <laughs> or whatever, some type of tokenization mechanism. Maybe it hasn't even created yet. Whatever the fuck. I get my loan, seven hundred seven thousand five hundred. Uh, and then I never pay it back. Um, but I still have the gold in my possession. They have my security token. See, but that's the thing. <laughs> the the actual asset in this case is the gold. Yeah, so like I could just go out and like do it again, right? With this gold that I hold. You could or, or could I not? But but I would I would pretty much I'm pretty sure they would require you to send that gold to somebody, to that third party. Because you're locking it up, just like you're locking up Ethereum. You don't have access to it until you pay back the loan. Otherwise, they, why would anyone give you gold? I mean, give you a loan based off your gold that you haven't locked up in maybe, a third party. Maybe like it has to be some type of serial code on this gold or something like some kind of. Uh, no, <laughs> because I think what they'll do is say, "Look, we have." Well, you'll have so because everything. I, I think in the future, gold is going to be tokenized, right? Just like all assets. But the gold that is tokenized exists within one party, one location. They say 100 pounds of gold, all tokenized, that's a million tokens. Yeah. Now, if you own gold, that means you own one of those million tokens. And now, if you're staking gold, you you take that token that you own and you stake it, and then you get a loan off of that, what you you staked. (sighs) I guess an easier example to wrap my head around would be stocks. You know, maybe if you want to use your stocks... To get a crypto As loan? long as they're tokenized. Yeah, of course. As as everything has to be tokenized in order yeah. for this shit to work. Because, yeah, exactly. Because once it's tokenized, then the value is the, the asset is the token now. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But with gold is different. Gold is the asset itself. Yeah. Even if you tokenize it. Now, yeah, you can tokenize gold as long as it is controlled by that one organization. So you're saying there has to be some type of like warehouse somewhere, like an like an has Amazon, like a fulfillment center yes. that's collecting everybody's assets. Has to be. That's the only way to tokenize gold because otherwise, 
You can have a. Well, it's not even tokenized at that point. You don't need to token. You can just send in your ten thousand dollars worth of gold and get your loan. Well, that's what I'm saying. So what the fuck? No, dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> how you some, would do it. What about security tokens, though? Security tokens, again, it has to be controlled by a, a single entity. Oh, so you're saying you send in your gold and then they... And they tokenize it for you, and then now you own the tokens to that gold. That's okay. Because tokens need to be minted by some party, right? Who the fuck is going to do that? Well, there's there's companies already doing that. Who? There's, there's a company that's tokenizing gold. So what... Their really? job is to collect gold and put it into a room and pile it up. What? And dude, then they pull tokenize that up, it, dude. Please, I need proof. That sounds ridiculous. Uh, how are you gonna trust that? You know, it's just well, like, that's the that's the problem. Yeah, like I barely trust a bank, dude, to hold my gold. How am I gonna trust them? Like, it's like trust us, guys. It's like send us all your gold. We'll fucking tokenize this shit for you, and then they just run away with it one day. Yeah. So. Aris. Aris is launching soon. We're in the business of tokenizing gold properly. Aris is a fintech company seeking to create a global viable currency by combining the dem- demonstrable reputation of, of gold with transparency, trust, efficiency of the blockchain. We're setting out to bring a stable value of the crypto space, a highly liquid and global gold investment solution to financial markets and ultimately an alternative to mainstream payment methods such as fiat currencies or Bitcoin. Aris Gold, or AWG, is a 100% gold-backed cryptocurrency on the Ethereum blockchain, minted by esteemed gold traders as a stable, high, highly liquid global digital asset. Aris Gold is, is well-positioned to succeed as a gold-backed token on the Ethereum blockchain because it fully meets the definition of money. Aris Gold starts with gold's unmatched history as a store of value and a unit of account. By adding the advantages of cryptocurrencies as a medium of exchange, Aros Gold is designated or designed to be the perfect currency. So obviously they're not going to talk about how they do it, but that's the only way to do it. You have to collect the gold and then tokenize it. Do they have to talk about how they do it? What do you mean? Why wouldn't they mention that? This is like a marketing homepage of this company's website. I know, but... Oh, like he's scrolling down. Maybe something will pop out. The platform. Uh, okay. So the RS wallet lets people easily buy, store, and trade RS gold tokens or any other tokens created by our platform. RS tokens can be stored in any ERC-20 compatible wallet. Gold traders can integrate APIs that allow them to buy and sell RS on their own platforms for BTC, ETH, and fiat. Merchants can also integrate APIs. So, so essentially, no, they're no, backing their RS token by gold. That means their own gold, the gold that they have, whatever. Yeah, it's, whether like, it's, it's like a, a tether for gold. Exactly. Uh, this is nothing like what we talked about. Yes, it is. No, it's not. So they have to collect the gold in order to mint the token. Now, okay. obviously, you're not going to send them the gold. This is not okay. Yeah. This is not directly what we're talking about. Yeah, it's not. But, but the the real asset in gold is the physical existence that you possess the gold. Now, okay. if you want to tokenize it, you have to send it to somebody to tokenize it for you because you can't tokenize a a, a gold that you already own because then you have double. Well, what about your house? You can't just send your house to somebody. To well, that's it. that's the thing. The house can become a digitized asset as long as it's recognized by the legal system. And what about gold? The same. It's the so recognizing the legal system for a house is like sending your gold to that company to tokenize it. 
What? <laughs> Say that again. Recognizing your house. The, what legal system? What the fuck are you talking about? So to tokenize your house, the legal system has to recognize it, right? They have to accept yeah. that you've tokenized the deed to your house. Some type of regulatory something. Yeah. Some, an established s- understanding, a process and to It has which, to be recorded. Like I said, this will probably all be in the blockchain too, like yeah. in the ledger. So meaning like... Right now, a physical piece of paper called the deed exists. That's true. That's how you own a house. Yeah, a house is like, it's an immovable object. Right. Gold so isn't. When you digitize that deed, that deed, that piece of paper, it has no value at all. Zero. Exactly. You can burn okay. it and yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Because you pretty much extracted any value that deed had. Yeah, and you tokenized it. You put it, it on, the, on blockchain. the blockchain. Correct. So if, so, if, if you fuck up that, you're living in a, well, you wouldn't even live. They would kick you out. At some point. Yeah, pretty much. If you didn't pay off your house loan. Correct. Just like they do today. Yeah. Um, but you, you can't run away with your house like you can with gold. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. You do the same process with gold, so but there's that no means you would have attached to, to it. Correct. But the value cannot be extracted from gold. No, exactly. You could run away with your bars. So that's like what I'm saying. Chilling. In order to tokenize it, you have to send it to a company that tokenizes. It's another established entity yeah. that tokenizes gold. I mean, in my mind, that's the only way it can work too. But I feel like that's not how it's going to go down. For some there, reason. there is absolutely no no way in in <laughs> no way. I, mean, I don't know, man. There is never a scenario, a, rela- a reality, a universe in which you hold gold and you just magically tokenize it. Mm. Because then you have you've doubled the amount of gold that you have. You don't think they can put like little chips in gold Negatory, bars or something? Dude. Negative. <laughs> I'm trying to think, man. No. But like, impossible. I, I don't see people trusting a fucking third party with their gold. Dude, their we're trusting gold. banks right now with gold. Dude, that's a bank. That's not like some fucking startup in the crypto it's world, It's the dude. same thing. No, it's, it's not, dude. These are banks that have been around for like 100 years. That's what I'm saying. Years. It has to be regulatory aspect to it. Yeah, maybe if you send it to the bank, maybe the banks will facilitate well, this. Well, yeah, the, the banks can tokenize it. Okay. That's, I'm sure that there's a sense. bank doing it. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, I think, yeah, okay. It'll be the banks. So we need the banks. To work with us. If you think gold has any value, yeah, we need the banks. Of course it has value, dude. It's got tons of value. It, the only value in gold is in its application. So name me a few applications. That's its value. Uh-huh. Name me a few applications of gold. No, dude. I'm talking about the actual value of gold. It doesn't matter what the application is. What matters is the What's spot the value price code? of gold. <laughs> because that's what I'm going to exchange. I'm going to exchange my gold no, bar for I agree. $1,400. I agree. But yeah. today is worth $1,400 because it was a scarce asset at one point. And it still is. Not until Elon mines that rock in, in the in the dude, space. Dude, fuck that. Again. You don't think that's going to happen? No, dude, because then if he does that, he's mining valueless shit because he made it valueless. No, no, no. Like I said, if he needs gold for an application, it is not valueless. It is valuable. Now, because he mines that asteroid, that value, that gold value that it has today, yeah, it's going to be cheaper, but that's good for him because now he can actually use the gold for what do it's used for. Do you understand what that would do to the, the global economy? Dude, that would crumble it. If yeah, all of a sudden gold has no value? Bitcoin would be an $8 trillion asset. Shit. Dude, uh, that's how it's going to go. That's, <laughs> that's that, how that, it's going to go. <laughs> that's exactly like, what's going to happen, dude. <laughs> how the fuck do you know, dude? It's like, you're for sure Elon's going to mine an asteroid? No, dude. Do you know that? Yes, he is. He's no, going to do it. Dude. Why? Well, okay, so l- let me let me... Let me clarify that. Okay, he will only <laughs> he will only mine that asset that asteroid uh-huh. if he needs gold. That's the only reason. 
not to crash the economy or do anything no, like but, that. But indirectly, he's going to do that. All of a sudden, well, let's think. Let me think. If Elon somehow finds an asteroid and fucking attaches a drone to it, whatever, extracts a bunch of gold, and it's in his possession, he owns it. Yeah. But that that increases the supply, right? Yeah. Just like how crypto would. Yeah. All of a sudden, this finite thing just doubled in market sure. potential. Sure. So the price will have or something like that. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah. that when when a price halves, mm-hmm. that means anything that needs gold for an application like circuits or or yeah. medical industry, they can use gold now yeah. to do their thing. It's cheaper now. I agree. Uh-huh. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing for that, yeah. But as a store of value, not so much because that's what it is. Dude, what? show me a better store of value than Bitcoin. Uh, historically gold. <laughs> historically. <laughs> okay, but now yeah. we're at the inflection point. What is uh-huh. better than gold? What is... Well, if you take bitcoins, yeah. If you put it, like gold has had thousands of years to accrue its value today. So extend that to bitcoin. At what point will we say like gold and bitcoin? I guess when bitcoin's eight trillion dollars. Well, when bitcoin's eight trillion dollars, I guarantee you gold is not eight trillion dollars. So when bitcoin goes to four trillion, then we might meet gold in the middle ground at four trillion. <laughs> so you think gold's going down? Oh hell yeah! Why don't you think they could both go up in tandem? Not like at the same rate, but like an eight trillion dollar gold today could be like nine trillion six years from now, and then Bitcoin just catches up. Or maybe he's like because I think I think gold is overvalued. You think so? Hundred percent. Hundred. I think I think the value in gold is in its difficulty to mine, just like Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and its perceived scarcity, which used to be scarce. Um. It's still scarce. It's it it's still scarce until your Elon scenario happens. But but it's it's only scarce in order as far as we can see, right? But we can find gold on different planets, right? Yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. gonna find Bitcoin on different planets. No. So it's it's only scarce within our limited view. Okay. So I that's so part of its value is in its scarcity, okay. and so it's clearly not as scarce as we once thought. Right, and especially True. we found a, a rock in the in the sky with nothing but made out of gold. Yeah, but those discoveries never had any influence on the prices of gold. Well, it's because it's never been discovered before. I th- what do you mean? Like they're speculating that there's gold in other planets or well, asteroids? Well, they know. They they know. They know. So that's what I'm saying. Like there's there's no dump in gold because of that. Like imagine if they found out, like oh shit, there's actually <laughs> 20 million more bitcoins than we thought. What do you think that would do to the price? You know. Well. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, so that that's that doesn't matter. What matters is if they actually get to the point where they extract all that gold and all of a sudden bring it in buckets, like fucking to the <laughs> earth. <laughs> then we'll see like some serious, you know, volatility in gold. Yeah, you know, I agree with that. Yeah, but and do you think that's gonna happen in the next four to five years? Hell no, dude. We're talking decade, <laughs> centuries, maybe even before we have this capabilities to do that. But nonetheless, I think gold is still overvalued. I mean, where what does it get a trillion dollars market cap from? From its its use as a store of value. That's that's what the market okay. as a whole has allocated. That I agree with. Okay, yeah. It, people, hum, humanity has selected gold as its store of value, and boom, it's eight trillion dollars. Yeah, humanity will no longer select gold as a store of value in the future. Could be ten years, twenty years, whatever it is. Basically, like all the 
all the old money has to die, essentially. It, pretty much. And yeah. then, like, their kids will inherit the gold. And then they'll be like, I'm going to sell gold uh, for, for Bitcoin. Bitcoin. That has yeah. to happen. So yeah. it's like a generational gap. Yeah. Might so so my, my, my point to this is that Bitcoin is going up while gold is going to go down. And so there's going to be a middle ground. <sighs> so it's not going to be both 8 trillion Bitcoin, 8 trillion gold. Mm, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I don't know. I don't see them ma- matching like at eight trillion. No, because uh, then, in order for that to happen, the the need for store value would have to double, essentially. Exactly. Well, so in order for that to happen, uh, more wealth needs to be created, I guess. Which means more fiat currency. Yeah, just more wealth. But that's which happening. Is the value of fiat currency going down at the same time. Uh-huh. So when fiat currency goes down, the value the the more exactly. it costs for gold and Bitcoin. Well, exactly. So you don't so have to take away right. from gold. You just take away from fiat. That's yeah, the whole point, right? I guess you could right? do that. Yeah, you yeah. could do that. They could go both go up together, you know, because really the thing we're going after is fiat. We're not going after gold. Okay, so now that we established that, let's say yeah. you, you you suck the value from fiat and you inject it into Bitcoin, and therefore you have an $8 trillion Bitcoin, $8 trillion gold. Yeah. But what, right. I, what I'm saying is having that understood, I think gold is overvalued because it's – the, its value is in its application. That's it. <laughs> um, no, because then you could say the same thing about Bitcoin has zero application at all. Well, the only application is a store of value. Exactly, which gold also <laughs> has, so it's not overvalued. Bitcoin has no application at all. That's that's the argument that the old heads make. At least gold has some yeah. application. So if anything, Bitcoin, yeah, that's why they say Bitcoin is valueless. The old heads, they can't wrap their heads around it because so the only thing we have, the store of value, cannot exist in gold and in Bitcoin. Yeah, it or, can. Why not? It's just two separate assets. We have tons of assets. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, but so, okay. So let me store of value is one thing, but then there's a the world reserve currency, which historically was gold, and it can be Bitcoin and gold. Well, the world's know? reserve currency is a dollar. It used to be gold. Yeah, it used to be until like some uh, I'm not, until we decided to fucking print money on nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, print money based off of debt. Yeah. So, yeah. dude, who's that? That's not Andrew Yang. That's is Andrew it? Yang. Shut up. Let me see that. So Andrew Yang just did a spinning kick to open a water bottle. Oh, did he like kick the bottle? Yeah, he did. <laughs> I he, that wasn't very clean. That face though, yeah, he's, you look like legit kung fu master, like with that face, like. Oh, <laughs> need that sound effect. I can't believe that's going viral. Do that bottle cap challenge. Yeah, it started by like um some MMA guy. Yeah, that's some guys are like legit good at that though. Like they kick it without touching the. They just like graze the cap and then the cap yeah. spins. Yeah. Somebody did it to where like the cap stayed on. It was like damn. Yeah, it was uh Jason Statham. Yeah, like I, well, he's like a legit karate guy. Yeah, I'm not surprised he could fuck some shit up. Yeah, but that, <laughs> well, that, that was a good idea for Andrew Yang. Just because it's already oh something yeah viral now, more people are gonna find out about him. Yeah, yeah. president kicking a, a bottle cap. It's like ooh, <laughs> I like a young hip guy to be our president. Yeah. All right. Well, that was that was a good discussion. I, I think. guess. So what? Now you don't hate gold so much. No, I mean I. I uh, I think it's be, because we selected gold as a store of value, I, I see the $8 trillion. 
Yeah. But it, it probably will, like like we in a scenario where all of a sudden we agree that fiat is shit, yeah. gold will go up and yeah. so will Bitcoin. And then we'll have our little fucking country crypto, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where we transact. Or something like something along those lines. I don't know. Pegged to these store value coins. Yeah. You know. So Elon, if uh once you start mining that gold, let us know. <laughs> we'll have you on the podcast. Oh yeah. That way you can talk about how gold the door sucks. The door is open for Elon Musk. <laughs> only only for Elon though. Yeah, only him. <laughs> but yeah. All right, man. Yeah, oh, let's shit. let's call it. Um so yeah, thank you for listening. This has been uh, the Block Runner Podcast. We'll be back uh oh next week. Um just and just a little um little bit decentral and talk that a roadmap came out, which is kind of oh, cool. Yeah. Did you ever get a chance to look at that? Um yeah, it was on Trello. Yeah, but did you like ever like did you Yeah, I look at I it? dissected it, yeah. What are your thoughts? Like it, it's so I think it's they don't have slower than It is yeah, progressing no slower. There's no deadlines. There's no it's dates. just no dates. It's just it's coming. But <laughs> there's like there's like a now section, a next section and a yeah. eventually pretty much yeah. <laughs> which tells us nothing really. Right, right. <laughs> Except for now. But what they're trying to do is extremely hard. And of course. I'm not mad or anything. Yeah, it's disappointing. I, but like, what? I it's mean, good for us. Gives us more time to like yeah. work on our po- really polish it and stuff. Yeah, I agree. I because we first found out about it, it was supposed to already be out, like the beta today, yeah. like end of June or something. That's true. So, so the beta, I, there's going to be limited access to the beta starting July 8th, so next week on Monday. In order to get access to that, you need to create an avatar or something like that. Yeah, you need to create an avatar. You need to go to their Discord and, um, I guess message Tune Punk. Tune something. something like Tune that. Punk. Yeah. And just scroll up, and then you'll see some guy like asking people. Yeah, like an administrator. Mm-hmm. If you want to participate, but uh, uh, we'll so, get so, out there. Yeah, we've signed up. Uh, some of us got some confirmations; others didn't. Um, <laughs> me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I took a little too long, so I think he just kind of blew me off. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking admin guy. But it's okay, as long as one of and us, one gets of us in, get in. Yeah, that's that's what matters. And I have every intention to live stream. I don't know about the beta, maybe. If I have enough time to prepare for the beta, um, I think I remember Toon Punk saying not to try oh. not to disclose. Now w- nobody signed NDA, so you technically could. I don't think I need to though. There's just, like no market. Yeah, really there's yet. not not yet. It's not like I'm gonna like hit off a million views. Yeah, it's not like the next Call of Duty's launching or nothing like yeah. that, right? But eventually, like when this world is open beta, yeah, dude. Then yeah, for sure. Live stream the fuck out of this. So. Yeah. People anyway, are going to want to see it. Like, what, what this some people blockchain not, game some, looks like. Some people might not have the money to just buy all the mana, right? And for sure. participate in all the games. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this, we're dealing with real money here. So, not everybody can do that. So Yeah, it's like in order for me to stream this, I'm going to have to spend money. Yeah. <laughs> Never before as a streamer I had to do that. That's right. You just play the game for free, right? Right, but right. For me, I got to fucking fork up, some, <laughs> fork up some capital to like have a streaming career so you're gonna be on twitch and d live yeah i want to test out d live as a platform i mean it's a decentralized yeah. twitch right like decentralized what, what, switch. yeah yeah what better platform to show decentraland yeah but at the same time you want to access the, the the masses so exactly. you got to use twitch yeah yeah and so yeah look out for that i don't know i'll probably tweet that out or we'll tweet that yeah. out whenever. yeah for sure whenever i have stream sessions or something and oscar so we've been working with oscar and the um so we have like a plan to finish the development of our plot of land, mm-hmm. and so as soon as the beta goes up, our plot of land should be ready to go. Mm. And so we're we're getting closer to that date. Oh yeah, Perfect. but yeah, 
That's been uh, the Block Runner. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Block Runner and um, Chico Crypto. Oh. Chico Crypto. There you go. What about him? We got to get him on the podcast. Yeah. So we'll reach out to this guy. Yeah, I like him because he he he, he knows. shits on Binance and Tron just like I do. Basically, everything <laughs> that Iron Man has says, Crypto Chico has said the same thing. Yeah, we have very similar um, viewpoints, I guess, on yeah. the market. I don't know. Yeah, especially the, the scam. Scam artists, yeah, like we're, CZ and just naturally skeptics. I think is what it is. Like you know, you're more optimist. Yeah, I, yeah. For some reason, you like to see the good in humanity. When I don't know if I see the good, <laughs> but I understand the incentives, and I just don't see the incentives are not lining up with the actions. Yeah, but you're not accounting for like greed, everything, <laughs> the bad side, yeah, know, the dark side. It's possible. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying this is what I'm picking up. I mean, if you're picking up bad vibes, then they wouldn't be in existence. Well, true. They have to hide those bad vibes. Yeah. You know yeah. Once they get discovered, then they're fucked. True. <laughs> true. But yeah, we'll reach out. Hopefully, we'll reach out to him. Yeah, yeah, we'll reach out to him and get him on the podcast. But yeah, thank you for, for listening, and we'll be back in about a week. Later. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at theblockrunner.